What's good? Oh, hey, what's up, man? What's Gucci? Uh, oh, finally glad you you finally came came in <laughs> came into my space. Yes, I told you, oh, student. I'm joking. Oh, well. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> but I had one up in the morning. You missed it. We had Nate in there. We had some people in there. Oh man. Ah, uh, yeah, I missed it, man. I was just getting ready for school. Uh, that was why I must have missed it. Ah. <sighs> Hey Tim, how's it going? Oh, uh, you know, uh, just seeing all these. I mean, I'm just fathom how much most of our fan base hates Jones. Just fathom. Yo Uh-oh. Tim, yo Tim, we had a Dolphins fan in our in 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 um Stas's face, and he kept saying, "Oh, watch us, we're gonna beat you guys." And I was like, "No, you're not." The quarterback is Tua. I mean, come on. I mean, true. And they also have a running game. I would, I would assume. Stay healthy. That's the problem with Dolphins. Yeah, the problem is just health, and then there's that suspect defense that they have. It's, it's crazy, but. I mean, are we really comparing Daniel Jones to Tua right now? Daniel Jones is way better. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Come on, like is 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 that even a question? Like, like, uh, I think the Dolphins finished, I think, nine and eight this season. How much? How or how many wins do you think they'd have if Daniel Jones was the quarterback? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. I can definitely. Envision the Dolphins being better under Daniel Jones. Because Tua, Tua is a snail. He can't run. I mean, he's not really like a scrambler like that. He like, what would we call Tua? I mean, would we call him like a field general or something? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, because he's not a scrambler like Lamar or Jalen or what or whatever the case may be. Uh, I mean, I, I could definitely see a little bit of Ryan Tannehill in him. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't really know what he was like before, you know, the hip injury. So I got to go back and look at the tapes. But when he but even when he was in Bama, I don't think Tua was a. Uh, um, was a scrambler like that? Well, not like Jalen Hurts, anyway. Yo, did you guys see what I just put in the jumbotron? The last two years, we've led the league in ACL tears on our home turf. That just shows the, the turf problem. I'm telling you, we gotta get. We, I'm telling you, we have to get new turf, man. Aren't we supposed to be getting new turf this year or next yeah, year or something like that? John Mara and Woody Johnson were finally to it. Also, also, we are getting new turf this season. Yes. Okay, good. Because I just don't need any more torn ACLs on this freaking field, man. This is disgusting. Fucking sucks because I want to see our rookies develop and just see what we had, and they, they all got fucking hurt. Exactly. Like, it, like, Jesus Christ, man. The injuries on this freaking field sucks, man. 
Like, look at the Eagles in comparison. Look at they're almost like always fully healthy. It seems like yes. Like it makes no sense. Like, is it the field? Is it the trainers? Like, what 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 are we doing here? I'm blaming Ronnie Barnes. Okay, you blame. <laughs> You're blaming Ronnie Barnes. That's crazy. I'd say switch the turf and then get rid of Ronnie. I just feel like we need a new voice, a trainer. Oh my God! Hold on. Why am I? Why am I? Hold on. Why am I seeing something? Somebody just DM me saying. That Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke are the same. Hell no. Hell no, no, definitely not. Who like who would even come up with that? Hold on, man. I I know they I know somebody got somebody's got to be lying. The only way that Daniel Jones haters will shut up is if well our, our fan base in general shuts up. If 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 Joe Shane moves on from Daniel Jones and we draft a quarterback, that's the only way it'll stop. Tell you what, did you guys see uh, Joe Shane apparently was had talks with him and Hooker? Yes. Yeah, I've seen those reports. Honestly, I'm not even... Personally, that's the, I think that's the plan B if we can't beat <sighs> Jones. That's I'm not even... Like, I'm not even phased by it, to be honest. Like, if it happens, like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not even, even remotely upset. I just want the Daniel Jones slander to stop. And hopefully, and let's see, today was the first day that the franchise tag windows have opened. And so far, nothing yet. You know what, guys, yeah, you know what pisses me off? But where are these freaking negative fans coming up with 45 when he never has said that? Where, where, huh? where are these who? About it to make a stir out of something. Oh wait, where, oh wait, oh wait, Nimri, you were you were saying something? Yeah, I was saying t- uh, uh, Tim answered it, but I was saying Tatum, where are the negative fans coming up with forty five million? Uh, that's hold on, that's within the range of um, Mahomes. That's that's Mahomes. Yeah, that's Mahomes' money, right? Yeah. And you want and you want to know what else is funny? That he's that Mahomes is not even the highest paid QB. That belongs to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. Like I can't believe I'm really saying that Mahomes is already better than Aaron Rodgers at this point. That which is nuts. Like I knew at some point he would be better, but now, now I'm definitely seeing it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the best QBs to ever step up to, to ever step out on a field. But it's just something about Mahomes that's just different, man. <sighs> but anyways, going back to this whole Daniel Jones forty-five million dollar thing. Yeah, no, I, I, not, I don't think we're gonna pay pay him forty-five yo, million. Yo, it's all the negative fans that are thinking that. Like, I don't think we're doing that. I mean, as much as I want him to be the quarterback, I think Joe Shane's gonna move on and just. Have, I think for both sides, it'll be good to have a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Me personally. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is one of the decisions that Shane, you know, has to come to terms with, and it's not gonna be an easy decision. I like, obviously, it's not gonna be easy, but 
from what I'm hearing, like, listen, I'm not taking these reports anything seriously because unless if the 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 camp or Daniel Jones himself comes out and reports it, I'm not I'm not taking anything for face value until I get a clear confirmation as to what exactly is going on. But DJ haters are so annoying. Like they, like they, they think like our wide receiver core is like, like from the Raiders. Patience, good vibes, Giants family. What's up, my man? How you, How you doing? Oh, oh man, we just talking Giants football, man. Yeah, nothing better, bro. Nothing that really better. Think that, like uh, that uh, uh, Darius Slayton is like Devontae Adams. Who said? Who yeah, said that? What, what, what are these people? Fans that like. Who said like that? They, they act like Darius Slayton is Devontae Adams and Daniel Jones is all the help in the world. That, that other toxic does. space? Uh, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> toxic, toxic people? That'd be actually... Yeah, we're, we, we're not saying any names. Daniel Jones smashed their girl, then then beat their ass. <laughs> oh, my no, goodness, Webb, you missed like, it. Like, he, like, like, they smashed their girl and then beat it. Like, it's crazy to me. Like it's insane, right? Like, like, come on! It's low key, like it's toxic. It's toxic. It per- like people are really in their feelings about this whole and, thing. And, but and see, but <laughs> bro, Tatum, like, not to put my age out there. I'm a little bit older. Like, I'm 35. Like, I don't got time to sit here and and complain every day about another grown man making money or getting paid to play football. Because obviously, he's done enough to earn it or deserve it. Like there's people that are in play in place in these organizations that know a hell of more football than any fan on Twitter. All of us combined, they literally live and die this shit. Like I've played ball all my life. I coached a little bit at the college level. Like um, I had aspirations of coaching long term, but it just didn't transpire. Um, oh my goodness, Webb, you missed like you, you, you missed it because there there was somebody that texted me and somebody said that these Giants fans think that DJ and Taylor Heineke are on the same level of quarterback. It's just, it's just weird to me that the fact that you can't admit that the man has been that the man has not had the same as ninety percent of quarterbacks in the NFL. And then you're trying to compare them and give him not give him the same grace when it comes down to it. That's what's weird to me. And then this is the same quarterback that's the quarterback of your football team, and you just can't live in reality. You can't live in reality. But but every other quarterback, oh, he has bad coaching. This this there's this excuse, this excuse. Whether it's Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, who, whoever it is, Justin whoever Herbert, the case might be, one in the playoffs, like. Like Let's talk about the media praises like guys like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts for using their legs, but if like it was Daniel Jones, oh no, we can't use his legs. Yes, he use his arm. He, he's the same back. Oh, and speaking of Lamar Jackson, <laughs> I was in the space earlier today. Oh my God, these dudes were getting after uh, a Ravens fan all because he truly loved Lamar Jackson. Like they were getting in on him. And, you know, these dudes are like twenty. Like he, like the dude just like, couldn't see any flaws in Lamar Jackson. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, like, yes, not going to sit here and argue with, with a little boy. Like I'm not. I'm not going to do it over Twitter. Like <laughs> that just sounds dumb. Like I'm a grown ass. Oh, it is dumb. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like 
what are you going to do? See me in the streets and, and, and throw the hands? Like, that's cool. Like, I'll knock your dumb ass out. Like, I don't care. But again, over over a, a Twitter conversation, over, like, you're fighting over Daniel Jones? Like, yeah, I, I don't understand these people, bro. See, what I'm doing is I'm having uh, intellectual conversation with all with all of you guys that are in my that are in my space right now. You know, there's no arguments, no talks, tox, no toxicity. I don't care where what fan base you come and, and from. Like, happens, like if you want to talk ball, just yep. talk ball. Mute them and boot them, as I say. Mute them and boot them. If you want to be toxic, you got to go. We don't got time for that. Exactly. My man. Oh my That's goodness! Why, why, there's why, just so much. There's so much to talk about. I mean, obviously world, nothing. Just yeah, and being upset like just like it makes no sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Absolute worst space I've ever been in today, and and Nimmer was there. Like, yes, I was. What, there. Oh boy! And, and Julie felt a little upset. Absolutely. So. Uh oh! Tell tell us what happened. I was off. Which which, which, which was space there, was that? Right? Was that uh the toxic one with my man? Uh, Mr. Rob? No. No. I forget who the guy was. So it was a giant space? Yeah. And Charlie. And so Scoob was hosting, and this dude was mother effing everyone. And I don't give an F what you think about me. I don't give an F what you're. It, was he a Giants fan or a Dolphins fan? Giant. Uh, Giants fan, bro. Was that X? I was yes. Ivan. Yeah. X was oh, tripping. Ivan? Yeah. His name is Bay Seven Eighteen. Oh, that's Ivan. Oh my! No, no, it, it was it was probably well. X was arguing with a stamp a Forty Niners fan. This was like one o'clock today. Yes, like midday. Yeah, man, I missed it. Oh my yeah. god! And I was just man. like, "Yo, X, like you got to go, man." Like, I literally um, DM'd whoever. I was like, "Just boot him." Like, well, I, I we're, we're grown men and women in here. Like, I message Scott. I'm. Yo, C-Web, that's the reason why Julie left. Julie was like, why do you guys not, why do you guys not boot him? Like, that's the reason why she left. I'll, I'll send you, like, the message that she was sending me. She was right. really upset. Yeah. Right. The thing is- and, like, the fact that you're talking like that and don't have the awareness that to realize you're offending other people is just, like, unbelievable to me. Well, like That's what I told Scoob. I'm like, listen, they're, they're... Like, these people get so upset, like, 45 mils coming out of your pocket. Like, Sit your ass down. You're not Don Mara. <laughs> Shut up. You're just a fucking fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh so so Nimmer always invites me into the spaces. And I actually normally enjoy the, the giant spaces, especially when uh Mello's in there, Goob and Absolutely. E's in there. Absolutely. Yeah, they, You're always welcome in my space yeah. too. Absolutely. Goodbye, they do such a good job of just like, you know, just Managing the room, yeah. Managing the room, make sure everybody's being respectful. But this dude just wouldn't shut up, and he was just offending every fan base. And I'm like, yeah. I finally messaged Scooby, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you've asked me to talk. A couple people have asked me that asked me questions, and I go to talk, and I couldn't, I couldn't get a word out. And it was just like, what the heck's going on? And so I just stayed quiet, like I'm humble, and. uh Finally, I just told her, I'm like, hey, I appreciate you inviting me. Well, Nimmer and, and Scoob invited me, and I'm like, hey, I appreciate you inviting me, but I just can't do this because this dude can't get a single sentence out unless there is the N-word and the F-bomb, and it may, like, I just it just put me off because it's like, I, I, you know, 
I'm a foul mouth person too. I'm in construction. Like we talk, we talk shit too, but to have a conversation with people that were all talking football and it was just like, dude, can you not, can you not make one sentence without N words and the F words? Facts. I'm with exactly. you. I'm with you. As soon as it, it goes over football and becomes personal or like foul, there's no, there's no reason for it. Like and he made everything personal. I mean, it was just, this it doesn't need to be personal yeah and and like this these spaces are for us to get away from our lives to enjoy and calm down not rev up (laughs) exactly yo tito you should have probably i don't know if i should be co-hosting i think it should be c-web or one of them (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I can manage the room if you want, man. No problem. Oh, of course, man. You know, anybody is welcome to co-host, just as long as we be respectful. That's all. I don't know if you saw this, but Isaiah Hodgins went on WFAN, and he said, uh, back in Buffalo, everyone used to say that uh, Daniel Jones is a baby Josh Allen. What do, you, what do you think of that? I have literally been on these giant spaces for so many months trying to tell people, that freaking let Daniel Jones become what I think he can be and let Brian Dable help him gain that. Thank you. Oh, well <laughs> and I don't uh, understand <laughs> the fact that these Giants fans just, we have it's just nothing but toxicity, like, man. I'm sorry, let, let, let me, me not tell you. That. We have a phenomenal coach. It's obvious. We have a phenomenal coaching staff. It's obvious. Let them work. The guy has never had the same coaches back-to-back years. I'm sorry, he had Judge for two years and Garrett, um, and they were god-awful. But he's never had a consistent system two years in a row. Let the guy have good coaching two years in a row and see if he can make a jump. Give the guy a weapon at wide receiver. He's had crap. Give him a vertical throw. Yes. He's He's had no talent to throw to. And and people just bash the guy like, sir. If your quarterback was in the system, he'd be dog shit too. Let's. I really wish they didn't decline his fifth year option, but it is what it is. <sighs> all right, I'm gonna go to to the hands, Caleb. First of all, welcome to the space. You're always welcome to join in our big blue wrecking crew spaces. It's always a pleasure having you in here, man. What's up, bro? Bro, I, I. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, yep, yeah, I can hear you. Yep, yep. Can, can anybody hear else hear me? Uh, All right. I need to drop nah, down to come back. All right. Yeah. Um. Not gonna lie to you, Tatum. Um. Some people. Some people are just idiots and don't know ball. <laughs> like, dude. Like there's no way you think him and Heineke are on the same tier. If 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 you think that, then you must really hate this guy. And you, I I don't know, bro. Like I've 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 never seen so much hate. And I don't think I'm. And I don't think Daniel Jones is great. But to sit here and say he's on the same level as Taylor Heineke is is, is really really disrespectful. It, it like you really, really have to hate this man for you to say that, and 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 it's it's a little bit ridiculous. And I'm not even a Giants fan, but 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 this angers me a lot that you're just disrespecting a quarterback like this that got you a playoff win. 
Literally, he threw for 300 passing yards. Are you a fucking idiot for you to think he's on the same level as Taylor Heineke? And then you're gonna say, and then you're gonna say that. But if you put Taylor Heineke on the Giants, oh, oh, we'll win five games. So how is he on the same tier if Daniel Jones won you four, five more games? Hey, but, hey, but you're, 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 I, you're, I, you're, you're, I will say this though: but, you give you give Heineke to Dable, and I still think you've got to give some people some grace because I think Dable is a good enough coach that he knows how to make something out of something that's not great. Bro, 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 I'm going to tell you this right now. Heineke got benched twice in the XFL. <laughs> he is trash. I will, I, I, yeah, will put in a jump, I will put in a jumbotron his, quarter, his, his stats in a clean pocket, and it's worse among mm-hmm. backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He is bad. He is mm-hmm. not good. And and there's literally Heineke Hivers out here wanting him to play. Like like people really don't know ball or they really just want to be stuck in mediocrity. Like nah, it's, see. It's it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Like I'm a Commanders fan, bro, and, and 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 Daniel Jones has has been beating our ass, but 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 come on, bro. Like we we Oh my god, bro. Like, Find me I, the person that said that. Find me the like, person that said that. Oh, no, 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 no. I sent you No, no I sent you the space. Fucking mm-hmm. idiot. Fucking stupid, bro. Like niggas. Is, Jones lost to you guys only just once, right? Retarded, like, dog. And we tied once. Jones, Jones lost once to the Commanders, correct? Only once. Yeah, yeah he, he won. That, that yep. was last only year. once. That was, that last, was last year. No, no, no. Tied, but we lost. Yeah, yeah, once years ago. Yep, yeah, that is correct. That was, that was, was that year. the last game of the season? No, no, no. That was the first game where where y'all got the little y'all got the uh the on oh, the, the offside. Yeah, in Washington, yeah. I was there. I was yeah, so no, upset. I was yeah, so mad. I was there too, bro. Spaces. Me too. Yeah, I was so upset. Caleb, you should have been in these spaces all off season. That, like there were some Giants fans that were literally thinking Tyrod Taylor would be better in this offense. Than wait, wait, what? Well, well, folks well, would rather play with Tyrod and keep Saquon than uh, give Daniel Jones. I go live at the beginning of the oh season. Oh my god! I go live at the beginning of the season. I want y'all to start Tyrod. <laughs> Man, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do do Giants fans really think that Tyrod Taylor would be better in this offense than Daniel freaking Jones? Are you kidding me right now? Are we serious? I'm sorry. I just had the friendly mute on this one. <laughs> Do you see how, like, when Daniel Jones got hurt and they brought Tyler Ty, Tyrod in, and then they quickly had over, like, no, 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 we're not even going to get this guy to play off. Like, <laughs> like, the thing, they brought the Daniel thing, Jones in back right so I, quick. Nope. <laughs> they didn't what, want him to what, snap what, the ball at all. Scooby, the thing about Tyrod Taylor, they, there's a little luck to him now. Whatever, whatever team he goes on, that team gets their franchise quarterback of the future. Yeah. He went to the Chargers, they got Herbert. He went to the Bills, they got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's playing hot yeah. potato in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. Oh, Caleb, I got the space that you sent me. So that came from over there, that statement that you sent me, that came from that space. And, and, and I'm a very genuine person. Oh, you're just saying that, so you can get him out of the vet. You can get him out of the vet. No, I'm being for real, but like I don't troll. Like when I give my takes, I'm not trolling. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't have an issue with 
was being wrong. But let's keep it a buck. For you to sit here and think he's better than a than a bottom five quarterback, or he's not better than a bottom five quarterback, is ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. It's it is, ridiculous. It is unfathomable that people it's, it's, really think that. And, and, and I literally have Commanders fans in our spaces that will say, "No, he's better than him." Like, <laughs> like what? Like, like there's no debate. He he would be the best quarter if it, if it was him. Wentz and Heineke, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in that quarterback room. I'll keep it a buck. We, if we would have had him, we probably would have won two more games with him. Just two more games. The, the play calling would have still been ass, but at least his mobility would have would have helped us. At least, but come on, bro. Like, like I, it, it's okay to not like a quarterback, but let's not sit here and and not talk about the facts and not and and not keep it real. He's better than him, bro. You don't have to hate or tear down your own quarterback so much to put a trash quarterback on the same level. Like it's it's, it's ridiculous, bro. And I'm not even a Giants fan, and it makes me angry. It makes me bro. angry, dog. It's there disrespectful to the game of football, bro. That's what I mentioned. There were some other fans that wanted us to get Mitchell Trubisky or Jimmy G and think this think our team would be better. Mitch Trubisky? Are you serious? Oh my god, bro. No way! It's no way. People really yeah, think that we was gonna division. get Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah. my god! I hate every team in my division, but I keep it a stack always. I keep it a stack like always. listen, fandom aside, we're just here to talk ball. That's it. Like, <laughs> I don't care what fan base you come from. We're here to talk ball. But to hear that statement about comparing two quarterbacks like that, it is unfathomable. And it's not even from my own Giants fan. I had to hear it from a Commanders fan. I had to... <laughs> I, 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 I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I hope y'all sign him. At this point, oh, I really hope y'all, I hope y'all sign him just, just so I can go in that space and listen to them cry. And to be honest with you, and I and I will go up in the speakers and troll them. I I, I will literally <laughs> troll, and I know how to troll really well. And I will rub it in. Oh my god! And, and to be honest with you, I think he might be a better uh, backup than Tyrod. I'm gonna be honest with you. Who Heineke? Yeah, bro. Y'all don't really know how bad this dude is, bro. Y'all really don't know. Heineke's how bad. bad, bro. Heineke's bad. He's not you can't see good, over the line bro. of scrimmage. He is not good, Tatum. I'm telling you, he. I I, I would take Tyler Huntley over Heineke. I'm I'm so serious. <laughs> no, like he's not. Hold on, bro. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, is it? Ain't uh Huntley a Pro Bowler too? At that? How the hell did that dude make the Pro Bowl, bro? Uh, Dustin. Everybody want to play. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna give you the numbers. Hold on, I got you. This man really, this man really made Pro Bowl. Oh my god! So, so, so I'm sitting so, up here laughing about this. So, so y'all look at the numbers right up there. Go ahead and look at that. Go ahead and look at that. All right, I'm, I'm all right. I'm gonna wait for it to come up. Oh my god! Let me, let me, let me, let me know if anybody sees Taylor it. Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, or Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Yeah, I'm picking Davis Mills. 
Davis Mills has a better arm and he's and he's far more accurate. Where do y'all think Davis Mills will go this year when they get rid of uh when he's gonna be a backup. He's gonna be a backup. He's gonna be a backup. Well he he could be a bridge quarterback for somebody. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. Ain't, ain't, ain't no you think he has any value anywhere? Yeah, I think so. All right, I so you, you Taylor Heineke has 336 dropbacks in a clean pocket. Wait, 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 wait. Let me read you the stats. Hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. If you could get them for cheap. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, Seaway. We got you. Go ahead, go ahead, Tatum. Go ahead. All right, so Taylor Heineke has 336 dropbacks in a clean pocket, 33rd in PFF passing grade, 25th in yards per attempt. 30th in adjusted completion percentage, least NFL and turnover-worthy plays, and second most interceptions. Yeah, but him and Daniel Jones are on the same tier, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he- yeah, there, but like that's the thing is that everyone thinks like Heineke's on the same tier as Daniel Jones. Heineke can't even like uh, Daniel Jones as a runner is. Way better than Heineke. Heineke can scramble, but Daniel Jones can fucking move when he gets on the run. Bro, Heineke didn't do shit for us. He didn't do shit. All he did was give the ball to our damn running back, and our defense played played lights out when they had to. That's all they did. Like, bro, it's a little wild, bro. It's a little wild, but but see what what did you ask me? Would you uh, pay for Davis Mills on a cheap? No, or just rock with Sam Howell? Sam Howell, rookie quarterback on a rookie. Well, not not rookie quarterback. He's on a rookie deal. Well, Davis Mills is on what? His second year? Yeah, but third year. Second year, going into his third. I'm taking Famous Fields, right? Same as Fields, yeah. Same years as Fields, yep. But Howe has three more years on his contract. I'm, I'm thinking I'd rather have Howe, bro. I ain't going to Yeah. I mean, if you have the coach. Th- this this is my, my question. I guess maybe for um, Nate in Buffalo. It's, it's fair to say it was always Dable. Like, is Sean McDermott the problem? Or the solution, or was it always Dable? Mm, that's a good question. I'll be the first one to tell you, and I said this in a space earlier today. With that loud ass mouth Giants fan that was on there, that wouldn't shut up. <laughs> they asked, they asked me about this, and and I'm so I'm actually in Wyoming, right? So I'm a Josh. Okay, I I followed Josh through college and up to the Bills, and that's actually how I became a Bills fan. So, okay. One of the things that I always think about fans and what's the team, what's the NFL team out there? Like, we don't have any. what's the main closest thing we have is Denver Broncos. Mm, okay, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Bro. No, you're good. So, <clears throat> one of the things that I that I've found with a lot of these spaces is you've got these you've got these guys and gals that are just their their fan fandomonium is just like it over supersedes you know reality and being realistic and i have said this multiple times i do not know 
and I do not think that the Bills will get there because of the coaching staff. I think Sean McDermott is a good man. I think he's a great leader of men. I think he's he's got a good heart. Uh, I, I know for a fact that the team loves him. The players love him. The staff loves him. I just don't know that he has the actual testicular fortitude to just at some certain times <laughs> lay down the law, say how it's going to be to his OC and DC and just flat out tell him like, you know, there, there were so many games. And again, there's some of you that probably heard me say this and I don't, uh, Nimmer's heard me say this before, but there's so many. So I record every game and I at least at the very least watch each one twice and most of the time, three times. And I have watched so many of the games that we lost this season, including the Cincinnati game, where there was no adjustments made. There was soft coverage on third and threes. We're talking soft zone coverages where we're ten yards back off the off the line of scrimmage. Like I just, it is a coaching thing, and I truly believe that Andy Reid is going to be the next Bill Belichick, probably. But very good, very good chance Andy Reid will be the next Bill Belichick. But uh, I think Sean McDermott is a good man. I don't think it's a it's a talent issue. I don't use it injuries as excuses by any means. Like, yeah, we had a lot of injuries this year, but I don't use it as an excuse because Andy Reid won a Super Bowl playing three starters the entire three rookie starters the entire year, and over half the year five total starters that were all rookies, and they they went and won a Super Bowl. So I think there's there's a coaching issue and I get a lot of flack from a lot of bills fans, but I'm, I'm somebody that watches. I dissect, I, I pay attention to the film. I watch the games multiple times and, and I really, I really truly think it's a, it's more of a coaching thing than it is a, a talent. Mm, so it's all about accountability. I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Absolutely. Like, no, see, it's has. definitely on par. And it sucks because I, I became a Bills fan just because I followed Josh. Like I'm a season ticket holder out here in Wyoming. Watched Josh come up from nothing. His story's awesome. You know, I I, I know the guy's heart. He's got a huge heart. He's got a work ethic like un, like no other. His mom and dad are amazing people. His uh, his mom and dad, his brother, sister, they're all amazing people. They still come out to the Laramie games, even since he's been gone. I've talked to him. We've got a chance to chit chat, and and they they'll tell you. I mean, like his work work ethic hell i even actually met um uh carson palmer who josh has been doing his um off-season training with for the last however many years hell even joe burrow is doing the same off-season training with carson carson palmer and uh even carson will tell you like there's there's one dude that just will give and keep going and try and gives effort and you know it's just the problem is is i will tell you this and somebody brought this up earlier if you just give Dayball and Daniels a chance, if you give Dayball and DJ a chance, I'm telling you, because Josh's biggest leap was when Brian Dayball was down on the field and he had no problem getting in Josh's shit. And at one point in time, I had a conversation with Josh's mom and dad when they were in Laramie, Wyoming, for a game. And that was the year that Josh lost his grandma. And Brian Dable lost his grandpa and his gra- or his mom and his dad. And legitimately, the bond and the connection was was insane. 
You give DJ and Dayball a chance. I'm telling you, I still truly believe that that kid can be. Look at his numbers this year compared to last year. It's the exact same leap that Josh got with Dayball in his second year. Mm, see, oh, but Giants fans don't want to hear about that, but right? I, oh, well, oh, well, Daniel Jones is a Gettleman pick. Oh, Daniel Jones did this and that. No. I don't understand. It's like everybody was and, – and I'll be the first one to tell you from a guy from Wyoming, Josh Allen, oh, he's going to the NFL? Oh, bullshit. His numbers – you look at all the film and all this, that, and the other, and, and you, you break it down and people are like, this guy's trash, his accuracy is terrible, and blah, 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 blah. No, there's a difference between a heart and character and just somebody that had all the talent surrounding them. And I'm telling you right now, Daniel's never had a chance because he doesn't have that talent around him, and even this year. Uh, the the best wide receiver, correct me if I'm wrong, was our uh, rookie pick from the Bills, Isaiah Hodgson. Yeah. I mean, he killed. Yeah, him and Darius Slayton. Him and Darius. Slayton. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And and in all fairness, all of a sudden, uh, Galladay all was, all of a sudden was like, oh shit, I should probably actually do something if I want to have a career in this league anymore. Seems like that's what he said half or three quarters of the way through the season, but. But uh, I just I don't I, I don't understand it. Like I literally get on giant spaces and I'm like, give this dude a chance. Like, do I think he's worth this crazy ass forty to forty five million they're talking about right now? Hell no. I, I don't know where that's coming from. Not even close. But I do believe one hundred percent his numbers were better this year than the last few years. He he did the same thing Josh did. He was a leading rusher just like Josh was outside of Sa- Saquon, you know, like, and I don't know what's going to happen there. Like I- I'm, I'm very interested in what's going to happen. They could, they could retain both of them if they truly wanted to. And that team would probably be dirty and nasty as hell. Now imagine Daniel Jones with a wide receiver one. Like the Bills did with Stephon yes, Diggs. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's never, he's never, he's never had it. Never, and he's never had not it. Not once ever. The best receiver. You want to say he stares down receivers? Like, come on, man! Come on, man! The best receiver he was throwing to was a washed-up Golden Tate. Oh my God! I Golden Tate, Joe Shepard, Evan Ingram contract, like, man. And and to, let's be real, he's never had a full year of Barkley. Except for his rookie year and this year, two years of the four years he's played. Absolutely, and look, exactly. and look how much that changed just this year alone. Just one weapon. Yes, just one weapon. And 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 Saquon, he thought out said he's like, I'm coming back with a vengeance. Like he 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 came out with the absolute dirty dog mentality where he's like, I'm I'm coming out to prove some shit. You gave Daniel Jones one weapon, one weapon. That that defense could load the box on, yep. could shut yep. down the run, yep. and they still won nine games and made the playoffs. Made the won a playoff game with just that, yeah. And first year that bone, boneless, skinless roster, <laughs> like I just no receivers. Yeah, guys off the, Isaiah Hodgins from the Bills, like rookie, rookie, <sighs> rookie. Yeah, that is correct. That's the thing I keep telling these Giants fans that are shitting on their own team. I'm like, dude, you you had a rookie ball out this year. 
and you and you had a you had a quarterback that you guys all hate, and you had a running back that you're like, oh, he's washed. And Rob, Robinson was balling once he st- before he got injured. Like he was. Oh, absolutely, he was balling. Like it, like if you take a look at that Baltimore game, he had about what six catches for at least seventy plus yards and a touchdown. Yeah, Detroit he was balling, and then he got hurt. So exactly. I just don't get. The- and this is why getting our quarterback the help that he needs matters in situations like these, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But our but it, it's a shame that our fan base is so divided that we can't even go in the direction that we need to go in order for us to get better as an organization. Facts, facts, facts. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think there's going to be a rude, rude awakening. I think, so this is what I've figured out with the Bills spaces. Again, I'm, I'm out here in beyond fucking Egypt, Wyoming, out in the middle of nowhere, became a Bills fan. I've met tons of people. There's this thing about the fandemonium where I get, like, when your season ends, you know, and you had all the hype, or maybe you didn't have the hype, and then all of a sudden somebody like the Giants make the playoffs, and all of a sudden hype comes back, and then all of a sudden it goes back away. I think the fandemonium comes into play, and, and they're very emotional, and I get it. That's fine. But uh, I have always been a realist, and some people call me a pessimist, but I always expect the worst and hope for the best. So I'm going to take everything that I see on it, and I'm also self-employed, so I kind of have to do this anyways. You got to, you got to always prepare, you know, for for things to come. But I, I will be honest. Of all the spaces I have been in, I do not. I don't know why, but the Giants have been the most pessimistic spaces I have been in since I started. And this is a shame. Welcome to our world. Welcome to the world that is Giants Twitter. Yo, welcome to the world. I mean, it's like, (laughs) welcome to a world of negativity. I just don't know how you guys do it, because I'm the type that's just like, what is wrong? Like... On Bill spaces, I'll, I'll be the first one to just be like, "What is wrong with you guys?" Like, like you got to understand. Like, yes, of course you're a diehard fan, but at the end of the day, like NFL's a business, right? We all understand and know that NFL's a business, right? And so when it comes down to making predictions, and it comes down to, you know, like like Nimmer and I always talk about what do we think is going to happen, and and generally speaking, we talk more about the Giants than we talk. <laughs> But, but you come down to it, it's like, at the end of the day, it's a business. You got to, at the end of the day, as a fan, what I want to happen is not what's most likely going to happen. So we talk about what is and is not. And I just, oh. just cannot wrap my head around these fans that are just bashing on the team that they pledge their allegiance to. Like, it's just wild. I don't understand it. Yeah, I was going to rebuttal. The same way you guys kind of lost uh, in the playoffs, the same way we kind of lost, just got murked in the trenches. Um, literally, Cincinnati ran the ball down your guys' throats and just say, we're going to be the better man. And defensively, you guys couldn't do anything. And offensively, they your offensive line looked like some garbage, couldn't really run. 
and Ken Dorsey's play calling was just all, all season was just very questionable. Like you can't play the you can't play playoff football like Madden and just throw deep shots. Um, you have to be able to run the football. You have to be able to keep the other um, team off the field. And this is where I get very frustrated with Giants fans, just people in general, because playoff football compared to regular seasons so much different. Thank the pace. Thank and, God you said that. Yes, the pace, the attitude, and the environment. Like for and and it's like some of these fans, some of these people have never played even varsity football. So like they don't understand playing in a playoff game like Charlie Arson team. Yeah. Like Charlie. Correct. Yeah. Correct. My man Chaz, no ideas, never played football. And I, I asked that's the first thing I asked him. I said, have you ever played football? He said no. I said, that makes sense why you're saying the stuff you're saying. Because um I understand you want the flashy new toy of a Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes alone doesn't solve the Giants problems. Um but going back to the whole playoff thing Running the ball is so important in the playoffs, and playing defense is so important. Yes, it's an offensive league, but in the playoffs, defense defense wins championships. I promise you. Look at look at Kansas City. They had a quarterback. They had a defense. They were able to run the ball. They were able to score. They played defense. This is this is what Philly. This is exactly what I said earlier. I said Philly couldn't gave up thirty eight. That's why they lost the Super Bowl. Simple. So, so in in regards to the Bills game, and this is what I said earlier, and I think Nim, I'm pretty sure Nimmer, you were in there. I'm like, I'm so sick of hearing a Bills fan tell me, "Well, Ken Dorsey didn't plan for a snow game against the Bengals," and I'm like, "Well, did he look at the fucking weather report?" Because I don't understand how he didn't. Like, I mm-hmm. hate those excuses. Like, I I just don't understand. Right. Like as a defensive coordinator in the National Football League, making millions of dollars, how did you not plan for a freaking snow game when the fucking forecast said it for almost the week entire before the game? Right, and it's Buffalo, like, and that you should pride yourself on being able to run the ball. Like that should be Buffalo football in the snow. Well, okay, so again, I'm from Wyoming. Our game, our game was always ground and pound because ninety percent of the time, yep. the field was shitty. Right, ninety ninety percent of the time, didn't see the ball. I came from a ground and pound. That's what we do. And and that's partially also why Josh runs a lot because that's what we did with him even here in Wyoming. But I just I get I get over this fandemonium where it's like you can't criticize your own team because you're you're you being a fan is bigger than realizing, okay, yeah, we fucked up or we sucked on this. I think for some people they can remove the emotion out and have the conversation, yeah. but most fans can't remove the emotion out. It's that fanboy fan mentality. That's yeah. what we call it. Whoever that dude was today, I've I messed. Yeah, up. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, he's motherfucking yeah. one. He's calling everybody a n word. We'll, 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 we'll take care of him. Don't worry, well, we got you. Bro. I mean, it's you know, like that. Just in general, like nobody should be talking like that. On well, I just meant like an app that's being recorded. This is yeah. good. Go, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't know me. Hell, you don't know me. Apologies whatsoever. I just meant like these are the kind of conversations I love where we can just talk and be open. Right. It's not about your team. Everyone's respectful. Yeah. 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 And this is why I created spaces like yo, these for the yo, past few days. You'll see, Weber Nate. 
Do you guys know if Scooby talked to Julie at all? Any one of you? Are you talking? Um, no, I can ask her. Yeah, Julie was in that space and she was tweeting saying that she does that, um, that dude should have been muted. So Julie was in that space for a little bit and then she tweeted at me. So, well, so I don't know. Julia the Mafia Babe. Julia the Mafia Babe. Here's the thing I'll say is, and I mean this. Is her name Julia the Mafia? Yes, babe? I think. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'll reach out. Well, the, here's the thing. For one, she, she's a Jehovah's Witness. She's religious, and which is fine. Great. I'm. I don't have a Christian, but uh, I think that she easily sometimes gets upset and offended, and and I understand it. Don't don't get me wrong, but. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I, I, honestly, I'm I'm not I'm a blue collar dude. Like I'm a freaking electrician, self employed. I I work around guys that are the most foul mouthed sailors in the world. But dang, at a certain point, it's just like, bro, we're all here talking about football. Like, calm down. Right. Right. <sighs> yep. Hey, that's, hey, Nate. You wanna, I, I was going to ask you earlier, Nate. How many years do you think? McDermott has left until the fire gets hot, and they're like, "You got to go." One next year, if they don't go to the Super Bowl, here's the problem: AFC. Well, they they at least at, at well, least have to get there. Got to go. Ahead. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I'm going to say this in a way that people don't do what they did to me on the Bill space. They're like, "Well, how do you fucking know anybody?" Blah blah blah. You can keep it real, man. You can keep it real. Well, it's just, of course. This is why. See, this is why I created a space like this, keeping it real. Well, man. that was. The, but go ahead. There Nate. was a bunch of people in our bill space. Were like, oh, how do you know so and so? I'm like, because I was this fucking booster for four years or three and a half years and paid for half of his fucking scholarship. That's how I know. And, <laughs> sorry. The ramblings right now that are going on are a little concerning. Um, Diggs wanting out. He's he's not said that he's not mentioned that, but he is not happy, and I don't blame him. And I and I will tell you, I think I think there's one year left for McDermott to figure it out. Now, what I will say is, I do not think or believe that Bean or the uh, <coughs> Palugas are going to get rid of McDermott. Or sorry, Bean. I think if anything. They're probably going to put OCD on the hot hot list, but Sean McDermott's is also going to be on the hot chair next year. There's been enough players that have talked about it. There's been enough ramblings within the community that uh, it's going to be. I, I think it's a one year, and then you're going to see some major changes. So, do you think it would be OCDC first, and then McDermott next year if they don't figure it out? And then McDermott after that? Yeah, so depending on how the season turns out and, and depending on the numbers and depending on, on how both OC and DC ends up at the end of the year, it's definitely going to be OC-DC first. But I still think he's going to also have a have a seat at the hot table. So are you going to any uh, Bills games this year? Um, I have never once been to one. Uh, I'm planning to. I'm hoping to. Um I will also tell you this. I got a friend who works 
in the box office or with with the season ticket holders. And I don't know. Most of the league doesn't even know what happened to um, the actual CF or CEO Kim, who you know Terry owns it, but she runs it, right? His wife. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that don't even know her story and what happened this year. And a lot of the operations and things that are going on right now. I have been put kind of on the back burner. And I think maybe there was a potentially portion of that. That's why nothing's happening right now, as far as moves or changes or this, that, and the other. So I give it one more year. This is just from what I've heard, the people I've talked to, the people I know, not only in the community, some people that are uh, related to the players, some of the ex Wyoming Cowboys uh, that played there. I think mm-hmm. I give them one more year, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people's ass that are on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be there for um, Buff uh, Giants. We play you guys in Buffalo this year. Um, one of my best friends that I grew up with, a huge Bills fan, and his family has season tickets. Um, so he said he's going to take me. I just uh, <clears throat> I just got. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! I just got my. Never, never been. I'm. I. I actually reached out for season tickets. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know some of the guys on the Bill Spaces, but like uh, Doctor Will and Shanna, they're uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doctor Will and Shanna. She's a nurse. They're getting actually ready to move up to Buffalo and work at a couple of hospitals up there. And so I told him, I said, "Why don't we go into? Why don't we go in on season tickets together? Because obviously, I, I'm not flying to every home game from Wyoming. I can't afford that." I mean, I probably could, but I, it's just the time off and the days off and this, that, and the other. So I'm trying to convince them to share season tickets with me. So I reached out and got uh, I got information about it. Um, I would love to. I haven't been out there yet. You know, once again, I'm more of a players guy. I follow players. I don't follow teams. Like, I, where the fandomonium comes into place. Like, I'm just a guy that I appreciate anybody that works their ass off, plays hard, Absolutely, yeah. That that's me, and works for works for what they have. Hell yes. Well, and yeah. and I'm a blue collar self employed electrician, right? So every day, I, right. every day I go to bed, I'm fucking tired and hurting, and I'm like, God damn, why why do I do this? So once again, right? It's not a logo. It's not a color. Now, granted, I've become quite the Bills fan, but it's uh, you know, if the next if the next up and coming dude from college had the greatest story. Josh Jacobs is a perfect example. I love that guy. I think he's got one of the coolest, most amazing stories in the world. Pay the man. Yes. And I, give him his money. And I don't think they're going to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they're going to. That's crazy. <sighs> Freaking sad. Hey, oh, Tim, you had your hand up for, for a while. For, 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 for Bill Stadium, do you know if they charge PSLs? And Giant Stadium, we had to buy PSLs um, when my family bought season tickets. So and like, rebuilt. So the, the so the letter I just got or the email I just got. Um, if I wanted to get season tickets today, right now, I'm I'm in the 300 level, and it's almost like football. There's like a donation, or sorry, it's almost like college football. So like for us, my season tickets cost X amount. But I also have to do this, um, basically donation also for each ticket that I buy, which is weird. Bills are doing the same thing right now. I asked her 
if I would be on a list for the new stadium. And she said that she goes, I'm not sure there there's potentially less seats in the new stadium because of all the suites they're adding versus, mm. versus what we have now. And so I know Julie, uh, the Julia Bills babe, she's talked about it a couple times, but I don't think they actually know quite yet how many seats are actually going to be in the stadium. But for when, when are they stadium? What's that? Are they, have they already like closed the deal on the stadium? It's basically all but closed. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be done in 2026 and um, they've already hired the contractors, the engine, everybody's, everybody's hired engineers, contractors, everybody's. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. 2026 is the projected date for it to be done. And only weird thing about it is, is both my ticket guy that I talked to and everything I've seen is they don't have a final count on seats because they don't know how many suites they're going to do or how many um, of those areas are going to do, but it's going to be a fewer, it's going to be one of the smallest um, stadiums as far as attendance and crowd capacity in the, in the league. Oh, yeah. Met, met life. It's crazy, man. Uh, for the seats that we have, it's like $4,000 a seat for the personal seat license. So you have to pay $4,000 just to buy the rights to buy the tickets to one. And then you pay you have to pay a PSL, which is a personal seat license. But that's so basically. Oh, I was just about to ask what a PSL was. Personal seat license. Jesus. So you own the rights for the seats. You have to, oh, you have to pay to own the rights smart. to buy the seats every season. And basically, owners did that when these new stadiums came out. It was a way for them to get back money that they already invested in to buy the stadium. So all the ticket holders are basically helping them pay for the stadium. Oh, well, see, okay. and, and here's the crazy thing. So now the NFL, so like, uh, take, for instance, the Broncos right now. So now the NFL and the NFL, um, the league and everything like that. Like, so now the Broncos, they buy the stadium, pay what they pay for it. Now the NFL has this fund, this separate fund that any, any, any owner of any stadium, they can come to the, the, the NFL and say, Hey, we wanted we wanted to do these upgrades, and now a portion of all of it's paid for by the NFL. There's some s- separate fund. I I don't know the exact, oh. but uh, somebody the other day I think it was like listening to the Pat McAfee show or something. And like that's kind of fucking bullshit because you've got the yeah, richest they're charging fans all this money. Well, you got the richest owners in the NFL being the Waltons and the, right. the you know the entire Walmart family, Rooney family, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, you got the richest owners in the NFL, richest hell for that matter, some of the richest people in the freaking country, and the right. NFL is going to pay for half of this remodel. Like, what? Are we, what are we talking? Right. What? What? What are we doing? Yeah, you should save that for markets. Uh, but you know, it's it's just like, you know, and, and people spend all this money to, to come to these games. Like, it, it's it's beyond me, man. You said four thousand dollars for the PSL. What kind of seat is per seat? That's that's per seat per. So our seats, that's per seat, correct? So that's a one-time fee that you have to pay in order to have the rights to buy the tickets every year. So if you and if you don't buy those tickets, then you lose the PSL. Right, <laughs> right. So that's for us. Like, so I used to have Broncos season tickets, and I used to. Or I still have my my Wyoming Cowboys, which is a little thirty thousand 
So like you get you get a certificate to say this is like PSL owned seat uh two forty six row two three um seat yeah A B C whatever and um and then you have to pay the entire season each year, which is that's fine. Like you'll you'll make money on, on tickets if the team is good. You're right. It's just yeah, as long as long as especially the division games. So like, if you're okay with not going to like, if it's Bills and you don't want to go to the Patriots or the Dolphins or the Jets home game, and you just sell those and then go to the other games, like you'll probably make your entire money back with those four games alone. Yeah, so that or three games. Alone. That's the way it was with us for like our Broncos tickets that we had for the longest time. It was like for for the. For- for the longest time they were good right so obviously Mm -hmm. obviously we couldn't make every single game and and a lot of that was because we were hunting or camping or going to the wyoming games you know versus university wyoming games we couldn't so we'd sell all the time and we'd always do pretty good well when they started fucking sucking for the last however many goddamn years you couldn't make shit that's when you lose yeah that's when you lose yeah you couldn't make anything off the tickets and so it was just like why are we buying these anymore you know other than the fact right stop buying them you lose your spot, right? Right? Like you lose, you X. Yep. I think I think the like you said the best way to do it is if you have some friends or family, where it's like okay, it's like three or four, three families going in, split it, and buying, yeah, six seats or even if it's like you and a buddy, going and buy three seats or four seats. Yep. Split that. Uh, split it. Yep. Hey, there's a because I mean there's a guy named Tim. He's had his hand up this whole damn time. Come on. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Hey, just to, to let you know this, stat, I, I'm sure some of you guys know this that I told you yesterday, but I don't think Nate knows this. So Josh Allen has played 77 games in the regular season of his career. Just think about mm-hmm. this. He's been sacked 151 times. Daniel Jones has played 54 games, so 23 less games, and he's been sacked two less times, 149 times. 54 games, in fact, 149 times. So just think about the lack of protection that's been, like, not around him. No wide receivers. Saquon's always hurt. Just think about that for a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say, 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 say that again, Tim. Daniel Jones has played 54 career games. He's been sacked 149 times. Josh Allen has played 77. He's been sacked 151 times. Just think about that for a second. I can't even fathom this, man. Like, how do you... Oh dear God, we we gotta we gotta reinforce our mind. Is, is Daniel Jones a year behind Josh Allen or two years? A year behind. A year behind. Wow. Because Allen was drafted in 2018, Jones was drafted the year yep. after. Year after Barkley. And this is why I keep asking Giants fans, why are you shitting on this guy so much? It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It just boggles my mind because, you know, this is the same fan base that was booing this man even before he took a NFL snap at Yankee Stadium. I remember I remember like it was yesterday. Like, dear God, Giants fans, give the man a chance. I remember somebody the other day that that, um, they're like, well, who? This this I don't even remember who it was. I'd never seen him before, but so many times people change their profile pictures. So I I 
I see that and I remember who it is, but you guys change your profile picture so much that I, I don't recognize the person. But this guy goes, well, who the f-? He goes, who the fuck drafts anybody from Duke? Why the fuck would you ever draft? Duke's never produced any anybody worth a shit. And I'm just like, what? I just, <laughs> yeah. Nate, I, I trying, laughed. Nate, I'm not trying to get under your skin, but like, has anyone known, like, before Josh Allen, I don't think there was anyone notable that came from Wyoming. Um. Was there anyone? I, I could be wrong. I, don't, I honestly don't well, know. Well, you're going to have to go back a little ways, but like Jay Novacek came from Wyoming. Um, Hall of Famer from Dallas Cowboys, Jay Novacek. Um, we had a couple running backs. Um, Yarboroughs, they went They went in the NFL. Uh, but no, like not, not somebody that was like actually – like they had careers, don't get me wrong um, – in fact, Josh's graduating class, there's three of them that went to the NFL, but but nobody that's broke out like him, like nobody that ever had a name like him. So, yeah, like um, uh, Jacob Hollister was Josh's number one tight end. Um, we just uh, – he was on our practice squad. Tanner Gentry, he was on our Bills practice squad. He just signed with the – with the uh, Ontario Argonauts or whatever the hell they're called today. But uh, no, I, Brian Hill, actually, Brian Hill, he got drafted. He was with uh, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and now he's on uh, the Seattle Battlehawks in the XFL. But no, I mean, oh, actually, there's there's two more. Logan Wilson, who's from Casper, Wyoming, where I'm at. He's obviously Bengals' middle linebacker. And then we got uh, – Marcus Epps, who's on the Eagles, he's from Wyoming, and then we got two guys that are on the Jags. We got, um, oh crap, oh we got oh, Chad Muma, who's yeah. also a middle linebacker, and then we got Andrew Wingart, who's a safety. So I mean, yeah, we 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 actually do produce a decent amount for such a small little tiny ass podunk school, but nobody ever really knows or hears about them. Hey, I didn't even know Logan Wilson and Josh Allen played together. So where I'm, where I'm at, where I live right now, born and raised, is where Logan Wilson's born and raised in Podunk ass Casper, Wyoming. But yes, Josh and uh, Logan, Chad Muma, and Andrew Wingart, all four of them in the NFL right now, all played at the same time at the University of Wyoming. By the way, we're not shit. Just so you know, nobody wants to come to the frozen tundra of Laramie, Wyoming to play football. So, Yo, Nate, you missed it. C-Web was in there and Tatum was in there. We were in Stas's face and we had a um, Dolphins fan come up and kind of speak his mind. I don't know what he was speaking about, but. It was weird. It was like, what would you do? Like, why are you guys not playing Pank Saquon or DJ and stuff like that? I'm like, do you? I'm like, do you not understand the tangibles that comes with both of these guys' contracts? We can only franchise tag one of the people, and if we franchise tag Daniel Jones, it's looking at 32 million. If we franchise tag Saquon Barkley, it's going to be somewhere around 10 million. 
And now we have to figure out the Daniel Jones contract situation. And then we got to figure out the Saquon Barkley situation, right? We're, we're trying to do everything in our power to make sure that both of these guys are on this team for the long haul. I would, um, me personally, I would love to have both of them back. I would love to have both of them back. I don't care what you think about Daniel Jones. He did more than like he is like he is better than half of the starting QBs in the league right now. That's my general opinion. That's my honest opinion. And if you can't be willing to accept the fact that our quarterback needs help. And he's been struggling for the past four years. And yet you turn around and say that this man is absolute garbage. Then something is wrong in your mental state. Something is not clicking with you. They got damn, they got two as their quarterback. <laughs> no, but it's not even so much that. It's, it's, it's the fact that if you, if you rewind a couple years ago, but he thought Josh Allen was absolute dog shit garbage, right? Oh, man, look what happened in two years. And you gave him a number one wide receiver. And then, and again, there's your, your Dolphins fans, your Patriots fans, some of your other fans that are like, oh, he wouldn't have been shit without Stefan Diggs. Well, that's the point. That, that's that literally the, the point. point. Like, give Daniel Jones something, and holy shit, what do you think he could – what do you think he'd become? It's it's just it's so mind blowing that people want to they have one narrative where they talk shit and then they're like oh well, yeah of course like because he's got a good I had an Eagles guy the other day tell me hell I even had a, a a Dolphins guy the other day where I'm like dude you've got some of the you got two of the top best receivers in the league we um, Nimmer and I were on one where there was a guy <coughs> a Bengals fan and I'm like. You probably have three of the best wide receivers, or three of the best wide receivers that they. And they're like, "Well, that's not what makes that's not what makes uh, Joe Burrow good." And I'm like, "What? What? It, I'm like, it sure as shit doesn't hurt him." Who who even comes up with these things, man? Wait, I don't remember Nate. I don't remember the Bengals one. I might have been on the Eagles one. I don't know which one it was on, but I remember being there. I don't know which space. Well, it you was. were in and out. You kept coming and going and coming and going, and I I didn't know what you were doing. I I didn't know if you were getting like it was, it was almost like it was almost like somebody's head was bobbing up and down. You you were in, you were out. You were in, you were out. Like I I didn't know what was going on, but but yeah, they were like, oh well. That's not why Joe Burrow's good. I'm like, you gotta be full of shit. Like, you can't. Like, no, come on, man. Like, what? Yeah, if you got three of the best wide receivers in the, honestly, look at the Dolphins. You, until, and and Waddle's awesome, right? But eggs. But but he is amazing. But then you add Tyreek to it at the same, at, you know, at the same time, like, Tua looked great this year. <clears throat> But I'm just one of those guys. Like, I, I I call and I give I give anybody that deserves their dues their dues. I give credit where credit's due. I'm not the guy that's just because I'm a Bills fan. Like that douche that was in there earlier today was just motherfucking every fan base. It's like no, like, hey, there's good pieces and parts to this team. Like they, I mean, honestly, I'm the one that I kept telling Bills fans, I'm like, you should probably be humble and hungry. Like Sean McDermott says, because I don't know if we're going to win this game. And, of course, I got screamed and yelled at all the time. 
Yeah, you were just like, oh, well, this guy must be a casual. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, well, he's uh, this and that, yeah. right? Uh, I'm assuming that was the general direction towards you, right? Yeah, I was always, you're a fair weather fan. I'm like, no, I'm a realist. There's a difference because I can tell you how we've been playing and what we're getting ready to play against. It And somebody earlier tonight, I don't know who it was, but there's a difference between playoff football and regular season football. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. Like, and you can, yeah, you cannot completely different. Sorry, yeah, you can't go into the yeah, same, uh, same mentality. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all right, guys. Speak your mind. Ain't no judgment zones around here. See, this is not the toxic giant hey, space. This Nate, is the realist what, giant space. Nate, you know what's funny is I was looking back at uh, some draft videos and I found some uh, Bills fans reacting to Josh Allen getting drafted, Super and they were pissed. like, "Oh fuck, we want we wanted Josh Rosen." Super, Look at where Josh Rosen is now. Super pissed. Super, super pissed. I knew more people that were like, "This guy is going to be a clipboard holder in the second year." Super pissed off. Nate, have you been to any of the like freaking negative giant spaces like Rob, Charlie? Like you, you should go to one of those. I've been in there. They all want Jones gone. No, uh, Nimmer. Yes, you know I've been in them. That's why I'm like I can't take this anymore. So, so a lot of times when you invite me into a space, I'm like, well, let me look and see who's on there first because, because, like I've started to get to the point where I'm just like I don't want to hear your your shit like. If you want to talk reality and and be realistic about the options and the ability, you know, the possibilities of what's going to happen, great. I love it. I'm I'm happy to join that space as not a Giants fan, but somebody that pays attention to the the league as a whole. I'm great, but dude, I'm still to this day the worst fan base of negative people that I have now encountered with spaces has been Giants, and I don't understand why. Because Giants Twitter is nothing more than a toxic wasteland for the past four to five years. Maybe even more than that. See, this is my first year being on Twitter like that. I joined 2017. I wasn't really on Twitter like that. And then this year, this is the year that I fully became active. Because, you know, I have wanted to start a podcast, right? And now... We're at, I'm at the point where it's been mm, about five, six months. I have never seen a toxic fan base out of all of the fan bases that I've encountered more so than my own fan base. It is absolutely sad. I, I just don't understand why we just can't come to a consensus on whether or not we want this team to be good. And then you have other Giants fans that that want, oh well, we oh well, we we don't want Daniel Jones. No, I'd say let him walk and let's get an elite quarterback like Anthony Richardson. That's the consensus that I heard, and I immediately thought to myself, what makes you think that Anthony Richardson is pro ready, and what and why are the words elite coming out of your mouth? What and what? In what world do you believe that Anthony Richardson is elite? Like, I was scrolling through my timeline all day today, 
And it is absolutely astounding to see this many Giants fans talking about, oh, well, Jones was this and that. Jones was trash. Jones was garbage. Uh, uh, the, oh, he only had 3,200 passing yards with uh, uh, uh uh, practice squad receivers. Meanwhile, and I did, and I will bring this up, like I did yesterday, that Jalen Hurts had only five hundred more passing yards, and he had a well, arguably two top ten wide receivers, a top ten tight end, and one of the most potent rushing games I've I've ever seen I've seen in a while. And you mean to tell me that he could only muster up 3,700 passing yards? Now, granted, he was injured for three games. He was out three games, so I'll give him that. But other than that, I just didn't really see anything that made me say, wow. So, you know, it, so and, and this is, Nim and I had this conversation. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, him and I today, we were just like in a space by ourselves for like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. But I, I reminded him. Because he had mentioned that too about how Giants fans were saying this and saying that, and I'm like, I said, I, I I go, let me remind you of some of the Heisman Trophy winners that were some of the absolute best in college. I said, you got Johnny Manziel, you got Matt Leinart, you got Troy Smith, you got Jason White, you got Marcus Mariota. Granted, he's still in. You got Baker, he's still in, but obviously they haven't done enough. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, same way, and and I'll, and I'll be the first to tell you, a lot of them have become decent backups, and and good for them because they're making a killing as a living. But uh, you know, one of our friends, Doctor Will, who's a Bills fan, you know, I I mentioned it to him too. I'm like, hey, don't forget, uh, Vince Young was one bad some bitch in the in the uh, NCAA, but. He ain't do shit in the NFL. So what people don't understand is when when they use that word or that term, like we just need to draft, draft ourselves a, a QB1 elite quarterback or this, that, and the other, it's like you don't always know what you're going to get. Like there's no guarantee whatsoever. Um, who is the other Texas quarterback? He's, still, he's also still a backup. Um, he was with uh, – oh, hell. He was with um, – Washington for a while. I think he's at Arizona now. Um, he was backing up Kyler Murray. Um, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. You know, same thing. Like these guys were all what we would, what people would say, elite quarterbacks, right? In in uh, in college, but that's that's just that's just the gamble you take. You just because you're taking the number one pick doesn't mean shit. You know, I mean, Johnny Menzel. I mean, he was he was the big to do. Uh, Tim Tebow, you know, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, yeah. I mean, and they give that guy hell, you know, the, these days. Um, I mean, just it's just crazy to me. Like, and and there's even running backs. I could go through a list of running backs that were the same way. Like, people were like, "Oh, he's he's a generational talent. He he's going to be the." Gr-. It's just college ball is different than NFL, and so when a fan base just completely. I'll, I'll liken it to this, and then I'll shut up and just listen for a while. Being self-employed, I've always told my guys this. There there might be guys that are on our, our payroll that uh, that uh, maybe aren't, aren't doing the best 
that we could have. But I always remind the guys, when you have to replace somebody, you have to reteach or you have to, you have to bring somebody back. You're not back, but you have to reestablish what even maybe this person that wasn't great already knew. So if I, if I fire this guy, you've got to start from ground zero. You don't 100% know what you're going to get. You don't 100% know if, if they're going to catch on. And, and also you've, you've lost the experience of just some of the things that we've already established, just the routine and this, that, and the other. And that can hurt bigger than, than keeping the guy that's maybe not so great. And, and my liking to that is like Daniel Jones, if you throw that guy out of a system that he just did really well in, right, really well in this first year, and you throw him out of it, and you bring in another guy, well, you're bringing a new guy into a new system. And let's let's be honest, Brock Purdy is probably one of the only QBs that have ever come in as a QB and done well. But that's because that was a system quarterback-led football team. So... There's not a single QB in this draft that you can tell me will come in and do better first year than J- Daniel Jones can do this year. I have no problem if the Giants draft somebody and they sit behind Daniel and they and they come up through Dayball, but it just it just doesn't work that way. Like you, you're not going to get this elite QB one that just shows up. Has there ever been anybody on the space can name me one QB? that their first year just straight rocketed to the top and took him to the playoffs. Name one. Exactly. <laughs> mm. I can't, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. Name Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Yeah. But I mean, it technically wasn't a full like season, but I, I get what you're coming from. He, he literally resurrected John Harbaugh's career in Baltimore. Cause he's about to get fired. Literally. Oh, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was leaning on Legion of Boom in that defense. <laughs> Mark Sanchez, Joe Flacco, Big Ben. Mm. Mark Sanchez, garbage. Big Ben threw the ball how many times in the Super Bowl? Mac Jones. <laughs> no, Mac Jones, no. No. But I... Please, please, please do not say Mac I don't want to do this. But Tom Brady is the most overrated in a certain extent. And and hear me out. Tom Brady came to the league, had a phenomenal all-pro defense, has one of the best coaches ever to put ever to coach the game in Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick is a former giant coached our defense when we won in um, 88. Um, Should have left, but it's <laughs> Huh? I said Bel- I said Belichick should have never left us, but it's all right. 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 Well, that's the mayor's fault. That's that's Wellington's fault. <laughs> um, and if you look at historically, like all those Super Bowls, half of those Super Bowls he shouldn't have won. Um, the Rams, uh, greatest show on turf. Like his defense balled <laughs> out, and they got lucky with Adam. And the and damn the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons literally self-destructed. And then Pete Carroll the literally gave him gave him the Super Bowl. Seahawks threw an interception. Three of those rings. The other team self-destructed. And he literally had like 
in his in his when he was a rookie or when he was young, those defenses were phenomenal, phenomenal. Lights out. I mean, and, same with Wilson, like you said. I, same with Russell Wilson. Free yeah. Legion of Boom, like that 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 team. I mean, these are all, that team all could have been defenses. a dynasty, bro. That all team of fame have more than one ring, right? All of fame defenses, and they also have beast mode. Oh god, dear. He also had beast mode. Don't forget, he had beast mode. So, so this is what I this is what I was saying earlier about going back to like the Bills when you guys asked me, like, you know, what what what's it going to take for the Bills? Think about that one play in the Super Bowl where every single one of us are going, why in the absolute hell did you – 88 with the Giants? Well, no, I'm talking I'm talking Seahawks and Patriots. Like, why did the Seahawks oh, on, on one yard, one yard, when yeah. you've got the most nastiest <sighs> running back in the NFL – Running back in the history, yeah. Oh, well, guys, you want you, 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 you to know why – you want to know something – had the Seahawks not blown their lead in that Super Bowl, that play would have never happened. Well, it wouldn't have had to have happened. It wouldn't have had to have happened. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, I agree. But the Seahawks defense decided to be freaking shit at the worst possible time. Well, so it's like last year, or uh, <clears throat> my dog's having a dream right now. Hey, wake up. Um, You know, it's like last year. They So – for the last two years, the Bills have been voted the number one game of the season, right? So it was this year in the Vikings. They won number one or the 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 game of the year. And last year, the game of the year. And then there was people saying, Oh, the playoff game of the century or whatever. That was not a that was not an offensive issue. That was a defensive issue, one hundred percent. Total mess. Oh, I absolutely agree. Total You're right. Down. And this is why I said earlier, in my opinion, with Bills fans is not always taken well. But we've made it to the divisional rounds how many times? And every time our defense has just taken a big turd. I mean, they've just dropped a turd. You, 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 you want to know what the excuses that I've heard from Bills fans? They are they're constantly saying, "Oh, oh, well, Josh Allen doesn't have any help. Uh, he doesn't have help." I'm like, "How much more help does Josh Allen need?" Like, it make it make sense. He has a number one receiver. He has a he has running backs. He he. He has a tight end that that was very underutilized this season. Right. What, what, what are we doing? Thank you. Thank you. I say what is going I on? I say the same things and they just tell me, oh, you're just not you're not a real fan. I'm like, it's not about being a fan. It's about it's about being real, realistic, man. I mean, you put your fandom to the side and talk ball, man. Look at how many people said that the Chiefs this year would suck because they got rid of Tyree Kill. Oh, oh, trust me. I I've been hearing a lot of that lately. I've been hearing it all season. Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes is going to take a step back because Tyreek Hill's not going to be there. All he has is Kelsey and a bunch of no-name. He has Andy Reid. Thank you. Mm. This is what I keep telling the Bills fans is you don't understand how much coaching is involved in this. Like, coaching matters. Exactly. Thank God. 
All right. I, I, I'm so glad this is a recorded space so that everybody yeah. can go back and listen to the truth. Every single one of you, please follow me. I'll follow you back because this is the kind of truth that drives me so freaking crazy. It's like I'm Josh's biggest fan. I am. I'm a players fan. I'm a coach fan, and I'm the. I'm, I'm going to be 100 honest. Every single person that I've gotten into it with, when it comes to this ridiculous, oh well, we didn't have this or we didn't have. This. <laughs> Andy Reid is is potentially he 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 potentially could be the next Bill Belichick. He's he's at that level already. Yeah. <laughs> He already has that coaching tree. <laughs> Speaking some truth tonight, gentlemen. See, this is what I love. And exactly. I'm so, glad, I'm so glad that I recorded this space for all of the casuals that want to say, oh, well, uh, Josh Allen didn't have any help this season. Oh, well, Daniel Jones only does good against bad teams. Look at what he did against the Daniel, Daniel Jones didn't have a number one wide receiver or exactly. anything good. So, Daniel, negative fans, if you're listening, negative fans, dude, yeah, nothing. And I'm, and I'm going to say it again. His best receiver was Darius freaking Slate. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I told Nimmer you were in this earlier today. When I when I got on one of the Giants dudes' asses, I'm like, they're like, well, he only had this many touchdowns. I'm like, yeah, but how many touchdowns does his damn running backs have? So so they're like, well, he's not elite because uh, Joey B and and Patrick and Josh had you know this many touchdowns and Daniel only had twenty some. And I'm like, well, right, but look at the running backs on all three of those teams that had touchdowns. Versus what, what the Giants running backs had touchdowns. I'm like, I just the people use statistics, and and I get it. I understand it. I understand the metrics. I pay attention to it all. But when you have a quarterback that's that's throwing thirty five, thirty to well, some hell fifty. Let's let's even talk about let's talk about Patrick, fifty some touchdowns. Let's talk about uh, Joey. 40 some. Let's talk about Josh the last couple of years, 30 to 40 touchdowns. But their running backs barely had any. And on top of it, Josh the last year had more more running touchdowns than our, our running backs did. So the matrix and, and the way people look into all this stuff, it's 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 the most ridiculous thing. And that's why I'm still as a Giants, not as a Giants fan, but but as a guy that says give this dude a freaking chance because absolutely how many how many answer me this you got some giants fans in here how many yards how many yards did dj run for this year seven i think 700 near 800 yards Mm -hmm. and he had about seven touchdowns on the ground And, and and so when people are like oh he only threw for oh 20 some touchdowns it's like we had dipshit. He also ran for almost ten. He yeah. is a dual threat. Like everyone raises Jalen Hurts, where he he only threw for like twenty something, but he rushed for like double digits. And everyone praises Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson for using their legs. But and Justin goes, oh, Fields, no, you, can't, you can't use your legs. You, you have to use your arm. You can't use your legs. Well, and so let's mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Do you know the NFL is about ready to change the ruling on being able to push the quarterback into the end zone? Oh, oh, they're about to. That's you know why? 
because of the Super Bowl. Well, not 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 just the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. of how many mm-hmm. touchdowns Jalen Hurts had all year from two running backs and a tight end pushing his ass into the end zone. Well, thank well, thank you, Jay. See, it always has to be somebody from our division screwing things Nick up. Nick Sirianni man. is such a tool. He is a oh, freaking punching bag, man. Big facts. Like he has the most that is a fact. face. Like he has the most punchable face I've ever seen on a head coach. I will. I will tell you this though. Him crying during the Super Bowl got me all worked up. I I ain't show sympathy for that man. Not sympathy. I just it just looked like he was he was in the moment. He was in the spot. But 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 here's the thing. This is what I always say. Even if it's my own divisional rival, if if I give credit where credit's due, that's a first year coach that just took the Eagles to that. And I look at the Vikings. I said the same thing to Vikings fans. They were at the end of the season when they when they didn't advance. Everybody was shitting on it. I'm like, first of all, you guys won more games than anybody in the league. One <laughs> possession games. All with, albeit having the worst point differential in the league. Exactly. And the Giants were able to take use that to our advantage. And that's why we came out on top of the wild card as the better 100%. team. 100%. And, and I... I actually won almost fifteen hundred bucks because I bet on Giants beating Vikings and people. Oh, see, no, 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 no. See, I got all of my parlay right. All I needed was Tampa Bay to beat the Cowboys, and I would win. That did not work out very well because I was under the assumption. Oh well, this is playoff Tom Brady. Yo, Tom Brady in the playoffs always shows up, right? Well, he did not, and I lost. So I, I'll tell you this: I was also <laughs> I was also part of that parlay, and this is why I won. I said to everybody that asked me my opinion, I said, "Tom Brady is not in the mental space this year to be in this," and and I said, "We are all accustomed to the Cowboys laying a laying an egg." In the playoffs, first round. in the first round, and I said I don't think this year it's going to be the same, only because Tom's not in the same mentality. And I've even had conversations with people that are in Tampa where they're like, "Hell, I've I've got a buddy. He's 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 small media broadcast, but he's also tied into Fox and this that and the other." And and he goes, "I'm not going to lie. The, the the conversation that's going around right now is." the reason that he decided to come back versus take that, that next year deal with the, what was it? $375 million to, to broadcast for Fox. Yep. In the fall of 2024. Well, so originally it was supposed to be as soon as he retired mm-hmm. and there was a buddy of mine. He, and like I said, he's a small, small, small market guy, but he's within the Fox people. And there was ramblings that said, because of the divorce that that they they kind of already presume was coming, well, he's not going to take a three hundred seventy five million dollar deal and then get divorced because then, you know, and and again, this is all just you know could be total bullshit. I don't know, just what I heard, and I'm like, well, that makes sense. I, I don't think his mind was in the game. I don't think his mentality was in the game like it was. 
But I did tell everybody, I said, I'm taking this parlay and I am not picking Tampa Bay because, for one, Dallas has not won a single game in the first round. They've always laid an egg. And also, I just don't think Tom's really right. I don't think his mentality's there. And I was not surprised by that game whatsoever. I do have a question for everybody, though. Yes. Since this is a good open space and everybody's level-headed, what do you think about Sean Payton going to the Broncos? I mean, I think he's going to get more out of Russell Wilson than Nathaniel Hackett did. That dude was a terrible head coach. Nathaniel Hackett should have never been head coach. Really bad. He should have never been head coach. He should have stayed in Green Bay where he belonged. And that first game, that very first game of the season should tell you all you needed to know about Nathaniel Hackett. I'll tell you what, I don't think that's I don't think it's worse than how, how McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday and the Colts. <sighs> okay, so that was bad. So so here's another question I have. So the fact that this man still has a head coaching job is beyond me. And what? no, and no no no. You wanna know what what else? The fact that freaking uh, well, 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 Brandon Staley still has a job is mind-boggling to me. I think the only reason... After one of the worst... After the most heinous wildcard comebacks I've ever seen in a long, long time. Well, I think the only reason he still has a head coaching job is because they brought in... Um, oh, shit. The... Kellen yeah, Moore. Kellen- He should have been fired the moment the game was over. I actually thought he was going to get fired. All right, so I got got one more. All right. What about uh, McDaniels and the Raiders? Get rid of him. Get rid of him. The Raiders are too poor to fire him. Get rid of him. So... Like, I don't understand no. why in God's name the Raiders would ever make a move for McDaniels as a head coach. Have you not learned anything from watching him in Denver all Thank these you. years? Thank you. So I, I actually came up. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I, I actually said one time, and, the, and it was actually was meant as a joke, but I actually told some friends of mine, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that uh, Belichick's paying McDaniels just suck because he he keeps going to AFC teams, right? So he keeps going to AFC teams, and uh, the Denver Broncos, terrible, awful, and then goes to the Raiders, terrible, awful. And I said, I, I bet you, I think Bill Belichick's paying him to just suck in an AFC team uh, head coaching role. I don't understand why the Raiders owner, I don't know why the hell after – what their interim coach, Rich Bisaccia, did for them last season. Why the hell didn't you keep him? Everyone loved him, and everyone wanted him back. And you're like, nope, we got to get the offensive genius instead of what's best for the team. Because the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen, are an incompetent organization oh, that oh. has been poorly manned for years. Hey, Roger, Roger G-Man, he's got his hand up. Roger, go ahead, my man. What's good, family? Uh, 
What's good, Roger? I had to uh, I had to put my hand up on that fact that I don't know. I can't sleep on Sean Payton taking over Denver. He uh, he excels quarterbacks, and I I would definitely say if there's somebody I can get the best out of Russell Wilson because Russell, I think everybody's sleeping on Russell Wilson, man. Don't don't just like erase him off the map. I mean, the guy was a beast, and he still has talented receivers. And uh, I don't know. I, I just can't. I can't erase that pairing. Like that. That could be dangerous. Look how. Look, uh, I'm here to tell everybody. That look, that could be dangerous. Look how well he did after Nathaniel Hackett left. Like we got an interim head coach after. Yeah. Like I I, I was mind fucked in a way where I'm like, okay, we just had this defensive. Interim head coach take over, and they looked amazing. Which Teddy Bridgewater went undefeated. Sad, yeah. which is sad. Teddy Bridgewater went undefeated when he won the Saints. He had him undefeated. I, I'm just saying this. Man, I don't know how everybody can just write that. Oh, I, I think that could be dangerous. That could be really dangerous, especially with the defense they have. Hell of good defense. That defense was that that defense had no right to be wasted by an incompetent offense like that being ran on the field every single day. Thank you. Or every single Sunday. It almost me. looked like the the year that the the Jags had that elite defense, but they have Blake Bortles at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I remember those yeah, days. That's a good. That's a good comparison because this year. And, and and also, how did the Broncos get? Well, I know the answer to this question, so that's rhetorical. They got all these primetime games because Wilson was coming in, and oh, Broncos country, let's ride! Like everybody thought, the year before Russell came in, everybody kept saying, and I'm talking every NFL commentary, every 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 single show was like, oh, the Broncos are just Broncos are one quarterback yes. away. Yes. All right, this is my favorite space ever. Yo, I well, I'm I, glad you, that you're a part of it. Yeah, I do. You got a question for you guys? Do you guys think? Do you guys think? Um, oh my God, it slipped my mind now. It's gonna come back in a second. D'Amico Ryan's or any of the coaches are gonna survive. I like, think D'Amico Ryan's is gonna survive. I believe so. I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. Oh, absolutely. I think he's the type of guy that would bring about a culture to an organization that needs the most, and the Texans is that organization. Hey, one other thing I was going to say earlier, it kind of came to mind. Eagles next year are going to have one hell of a battle because they lost both OC and DC. Yeah, I'm putting an asterisk next to the Eagles next season. Thank you. I'm a little concerned that the fact that uh, I really hope they don't get Steve Wilkes at defensive mm. court. No, I no, he's, the, he's no. A, no, he's yeah. with the Forty. Yeah, he already signed with the Forty ers Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Ooh, that's dangerous too. Oof. Well, that's yeah. So if I'm looking at NFC, <laughs> if I'm looking at NFC teams that not scare me because I'm obviously AFC, but if I look at NFC teams next year that are going to be even more dangerous, damn. Oh, that's dangerous. Mm, let's see. NFC teams. I would say the Giants, 
albeit if everything goes well, I can definitely see the Lions, and I can definitely see the Seahawks being dangerous. I I actually love the 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 whole person. Everything that's going on with the Lions right now, I love. They just need to build on that defense. I heard isn't uh isn't Williams is he a free agent this year? Who? Oh, Jamal Williams. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. That sucks for them. But hey, if they extend him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too surprised. Well, they probably should. I will. Huh? Come on, that's a given. Yeah. And then who knows what the Seahawks might do at QB with Geno. I'm gonna tell you right now. This, as just a fan of football, and and not a, not a, not a team fan, but just as a fan of football, this is gonna be probably one of the wildest off seasons that we've ever seen. Listen, I thought last off season was wild, no. but I have a feeling it's gonna get even wilder than this. There are so many. There are so many free agents coming up with just running backs alone. Oh my, like mm. I have no idea where people are going to land. Like I, I follow it all. I pay attention to it all. I watch all the damn stuff. I'm very blessed. I'm self-employed. So I get to listen to podcasts all day while I'm doing paperwork. And I, dude, I have no, uh, keep in mind too, Nick. Don't forget about, we don't even know. There's going to be people getting cut that we don't even Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Oh. There's people that are about to be traded that we have no idea. There's deals in the mix. Oh, hundred percent. Like, and 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 also when it comes to the draft, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of. I think of of all years that I've, I've paid attention as much as I have. There's, I think there's going to be some wild draft trades this year too. During trade during trade day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've already seen AJ Brown going to the Eagles and on uh, Drake on uh, draft night, draft night. And let's, so let's, I have a feeling that's going to get crazier than let's that. Let's be honest. Like you look at what happened to the Titans GM. Yep, he got canned after that Eagles thing. Yep. He got canned, rightfully so. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think this year, I think we're going to see some of the most wild stuff like, you know, and I, and I try and follow up and I try and pay attention to all the different teams, especially the the friends that I've made in Twitter that I follow their teams just cuz they invite me to spaces and I, and I I try and keep as um as informed as possible just because, you know, guys like Nimmer always invite me in and and uh, Scoob and different different people, so I I always try and keep up with other friends teams. And uh, I'm telling you, this year feels like it's going to be freaking wild. Now, I can say that, yes, we do have a bunch of good people on Giants Twitter, like Nimmer and Scoob. They're very good people. Oh, It's just a shame that Giants Twitter is now at a mental state where it's just divided. But absolutely, you know, just going in and seeing other people from other fan bases and just interacting with them is a very beautiful thing. Well, that's, I mean, I think what brings us all together is we're, we're fans of football, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with like at the end of the day, you know, if, if, if tomorrow the Buffalo bills were to play the giants, like 
okay, like, here's the thing. Your guys' coaching shit. That, that week, Nate, you want to tune into Charlie's space. <laughs> oh, boy. Because Charlie would be like, oh, Buffalo's going to smash us. Trust This me. man, Charlie, has been nothing but negative <laughs> all throughout that's, the season. Even when, <laughs> even in games where Daniel Jones has done good, he has always found a way to bash this man. I did, I, I did get on, on one of the spaces after one of the games where he, he was there. <laughs> And Daniel Jones, actually, statistically speaking, had his best game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what in the hell are you talking And And I get at the end of the day, a W is a W, an L is an L. But he had... Listen, Nate, his, his shoes weren't tied. Oh, my God. His, there was something wrong oh with his God. uniform. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Always well, well, maybe if you guys would just listen to me for a second, Daniel Jones is trash. I would rather much have Russell Wilson than Daniel Jones on this team any minute of any day. See, this is see, this is Charlie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think he said he'd rather have Jimmy G too. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he said he just rather have any rookie. But he said he doesn't care who he's he probably he probably like man, he probably wants Derek Carr over um Daniel Jones too. I can just he would have he would have been like y'all take Dave Gettleman in a uniform today. But, but this and this is again why I say so many people are just about fandom and not understanding football. Mm. And Brock Purdy were surrounded by a phenomenal football mind. And a look at everybody that's on that damn San Francisco team. Mm-hmm. You look, it's the most, it's, it's the most quarterback friendly offense you could have. Here, here's what I would say: I would no doubt about. I would reverse, absolutely I would reverse the roles and say, "Fuck, put Daniel Jones on the freaking 49ers and tell me what happens." Man, I'm telling you, he could be a Brock Purdy in that situation where he can just lead a team to the. NFC Championship. Do I believe they win against the Eagles with Daniel Jones at the helm? You, you definitely, you bet, you, 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 you're goddamn right. That game was a farce. I mean, you lose three quarterbacks and you're you're bringing in, you're bringing in freaking McCaffrey to to take snaps. And in that game, Brock Purdy tore his UCL. Josh Johnson suffered a concussion. Dear God, man, I I, can't, I I hate the Eagles for that for injuring their QBs. I, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say that, but I'm just gonna say like you put Daniel Jones in that situation, you he's bold. You guys are going to the freaking Super Bowl and winning. Yes, you gotta kind of look at that whole situation too as to why I was like. I just couldn't see them beating Kansas City. But then it all goes back to the Daniel Jones hate. It all goes back to the Daniel Jones hate. Oh, well, Daniel Jones doesn't have the arm talent of a Brock Purdy or or he doesn't have the arm talent of a Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have the capabilities of making plays down the field. I mean, they were at home. The talent gap showed. Once the talent gap showed, it's that as soon as Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones had some comments. Remember, he slung the ball on that first drive. And yes, then, he did. As soon as I, I mean, just I, think about. I hate John Feliciano. As soon as he tripped nope. over that get, foot, get, get oh, Feliciano out of here. Get him out of yeah. here. Hey, that, and the confidence level went down. That's why, we, and then it was just like, 
bad play, bad play, bad play. I want Feliciano out of here. I want Kenny Galladay out of here June 1st after we cut him post. Boom. Well, after we cut him post June. Boom. First. That's the same reason. Galladay. got rid of Feliciano. This, this, this all goes back to coaching. Because look at this. Look at last year. Had almost the exact same team, and look at how Brian Dable fared with it compared to Joe Judge. Oh, uh, no, I don't, no, don't even. I, I can't even begin to discuss the clown show that was Joe Judge. I mean, running yeah. running a QB what sneak on a third and nine in that Washington game in the last game of the season. No, you deserve to be fired. Yo. Well, I got to like How freaking dare you. Thank you, Joe. Well, it's it's uh, it's the same thing that I said when you guys asked earlier, and and Nimmer and I was in space earlier. I've had multiple people say like, Nate, what what do you think is the, the is the Achilles' heel of the Buffalo Bills? And I'm like, well, when you play a soft coverage zone on a third and two or third and one or third and three, and you're playing ten to twelve yards back on a soft coverage zone on something that's a third and short, like that is that is a coaching thing. That is not a player thing. I wouldn't yeah. even call that up in Madden. I would just do yeah, hard you, man on everybody. Pause. I would do hard man coverage on any, on everybody. You're damn right I would, and I'd probably do something that looked like a full-out blitz and then maybe drop a few people back, but you you don't – man coverage on something like that. And here's the craziest thing. Our best pick, our best draft pick, Clear Elam, our best pick was a man – coverage guy and you're dropping all these guys back well what'd they do they ran a quick slant they were they ran a quick out they ran a quick like it's just there's hence there one hence one of the reasons why the Bengals were able to move the ball down the field with these fucking a i mean they they just made us look like fucking schoolboys. <sighs> dear god Les, leslie frazier's gotta go yeah yo, Yep. Oh, go ahead, Nemo. It's my turn. Tatum. Yeah, think of think of think of Rob. Daniel Jones is not coming back. He's mediocre. Oh sure. Sure, Rob. I can't do the Rob expression, but he has a weird expression whenever he does it. Man. God man, it's just so much negativity going on. And I guarantee you these were the same types of Giants fans that want Anthony Richardson who who I'm gonna say it who they all start with an elite quarterback. I'm still so confused by all this shit. I am befuddled. <sighs> I was in I was in a giant space the other day and they were talking about mock drafts and this that and other <laughs> and they and what they say? Well, it was it was so funny because for one, half of the Giants, and I'm not trying to talk bad by any means because I love you guys, but um, half of them. No, no, go ahead and say what you need to well, say. Well, no, half of them didn't even know what what uh, what draft pick they were, and so when they were starting to talk oh, about Lord. it, what, I, I swear Lord. to God, half of them probably don't even know what the true positions that they they need. Like, what's yeah. the most highest priority? And I and I go, wait, wait, wait. The fact wait. that we need a center more than anything. Most most of these people don't even understand that centers are biggest need. 
That, Thank you. Yep. Yeah. D, we need help at defensive tackle. We need DB help. We need wide receiver help. Like, there's so many different things before quarterback. Exactly. Which is like, why stupid. when the first few draft picks of the first round, those are going to determine where the, what where the, direction where the whole rest of the league is going to go. Are they blowing it up or are they building on what they have? Or if they pay Jones, or we're gonna know if they're blowing it up, or if they're gonna keep rocking. Which, to be honest, man, I'd rather see him. I'd I'd like to see him franchise tag Jones if thirty two million. Hey, I'm here for it. Uh, for, you you win with thirty two million, and if you say run it back and and give us the same production or better, and if we can get better, and he takes that leap. Then give him his check. I want to go exclusive. I want to uh, put him out there and let let him explore the market. And that too, yeah. If he wins, if he wins that battle, and it's too much, and then it's like, well, hell, I'll I'll take two first rounders. Yeah, we get yeah. something out of that. Oh, there you, you go. win. You win. That's it. So I look. So I got. I look. I looked this up tonight. Uh, well, actually, it was this afternoon when I was in. Like I said, one of the giant spaces. Because I will be honest with you guys, the giant spaces are the only spaces of any football franchise that last all day long. They start from the second I wake up, and they... <laughs> I swear to God, like this is fact. It this is. is fact. Like there's, there's always there's no always a space. There is no other team or franchise that does spaces from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Which I love it. Like it's great. So. In one of them, when they were all talking their shit and being negative, I, I looked, at, I, I looked it up, and I'm like, "Holy shit, you guys are number four for the largest cap space." Mm-hmm. Number four. So in my head, I'm sitting here thinking, we, "All these excuses, we got no money. Yeah. <laughs> we pay a third of quarterback, <laughs> yeah. thirty-five million a year. Oh my like, god, come on, man. Yeah. So and 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 I mentioned that." And and uh, I said, well, here's the thing, you guys could potentially keep Jones and Saquon. Exactly. It, it's it, I find it completely insane that I um, almost got to the point where I know more about the Giants than the Bills because I think I think their negativity has pissed me off to the point where I, like I've invested in it more. But so, so I went down the rabbit hole. And I said that I'm like, God damn, like you guys are literally number four in the entire national football league with the largest cap space out of everybody. You could keep your quarterback. You could keep your running back. You could hire, you, you could sign a couple veterans. You could, you could get your. Exactly. I, oh, it's, oh yeah. I mean, there's All so the many directions. Maintaining our in-house guys that, you know, are important to, you know, our success. Yeah, you got, I mean, hell, you guys still had a decent defense. Like, you've got, you've got some decent pieces of the offensive line, but I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, Jesus Christ, like, number four in the cap space, like, you could, you could keep the two guys that had, and here's the other thing. Also, why I've had an issue with the giant spaces, I'm like, if you look at the statistics, the two people that had your most offensive production, one of them you're shitting on, 
the other one you're saying he's washed up and I'm like what are we talking about well yep that's Shine's Twitter for you but I've also been told this by multiple people from Giants and Jets bases is that um, they say it's like the the culture, the market, the you know, like New York, you you expect instant gratification. Like when you're a big market marketplace, like you expect much more. And I don't know; I have no clue. Literally, I'm this dumb shit out in Wyoming. But one of the one of the guys that were in there today is like. We're from we're from New York. We expect more, and I'm like, okay, I understand that. Like I, but but when you look at the numbers, it's like your two most productive players you could keep, and then you are yep, and their quarterback and their running back respectively. Which oh, they're brainwashed. They they there's a lot of them that they've suffered and probably suffered too. A lot of these bad years and aren't really being realistic about like the fact that they was fucking positive. The fact that for me is the fact that I'm just looking at it as I have a real good feeling. We finally we just found a coach that kind of has a fucking clue. And uh, no, not kind of. He has. Yeah, and so that that's going to be a big difference. We we instead of getting rid of. This is the thing is I wanted I've been complaining for years for John Mara to finally be like his pops. Like I, I just need the team to get back to having some patience. Like you gotta you just gotta put a little patience and develop the the firing coaches every year or two shit was pissing me off. Well you just gotta stop doing it. It's and, like when like when the Rams with Jeff Fisher, they traded up to draft Goff, and then McVay came in, and McVay didn't get rid of Goff, and he made Goff look like a superstar. Yep. Oh, that is correct. And then it's just no consistency. He made him look like a like a top two. Well, excuse me. Like he made him look like the first overall pick. But then what? Of that year. But then, but then what eventually happened? Yeah, they they tried to take the next step with the offense. That's why they traded for Stafford. This yep. this is one of the things I, to, I told <clears throat> I told Bills fans in the last few weeks in the couple spaces is it takes a ballsy move by a coaching staff and an organization, and and I'm not saying that that the Brandon Bean didn't do that when he brought on. I mean, he he sold the fort to get. Vaughn, and it and it's an unfortunate situation because Vaughn, at at the time that he went out, PFF he was leading as a DM. And yeah, I do, the Chiefs game, he was he was the difference. He kicked that. Yeah, and and it's an unfortunate situation. Micah Hyde, All Pro safety, same thing. He goes out. Things changed. I don't ever use injuries as an excuse. But I will say this. I do believe, and I told this to Rams spaces, and I told this to Bill spaces, the reason that I truly believe that the Rams won and went as far as they did last year is because they sold the fort to bring in OBJ and they and Vaughn Miller and, and the draft picks and the trade to bring in Stafford. 
the problem is once you do that, you have to be careful because the next few years are probably not going to be as lucrative. And I, I fear that's where the bills will be. And although Brandon Bean is a wizard, don't get me wrong. I think, I think the guy's a, a absolute cap wizard, but I don't see it. Like we're negative $19 million right now. Jesus Christ. Negative $19 million in the cap. That means you got to restructure some contracts, maybe. Restructure? Or, yeah, we got to restructure contracts. We got to hope. And, and and here's the other thing. Two or three of all those are probably going to end up leaving. Wait, who might end up leave, leaving? Oh, Jordan Poyer's gone. Hmm. No doubt about it, he's gone. Uh, which, ironically enough, all but one game he played in, all but one game he played in, every game he played in except for one, we won those games. But unfortunately, he's gone because we can't afford him. We got Edmonds at Badger, that's expecting some decent money and deserves it. But we're negative $21 million in cap right now. Now, what's uh, what's Bonds like hit yearly? Now, can you guys restructure or did you guys backload it? Um, the two people I think they'll restructure is Josh, possibly Bond. I doubt. Yeah, you have to restructure Josh's contract. That's the first and one, and I'll be the first to tell you. Coming from knowing Josh and his family, and like, I have a problem with that. Like, I, I. I, I have no issues thinking that Josh will be happily to restructure that. Yeah. And Vaughn's contract, which I yep. to yep. talked about that in depth with, with a few people within the organization. Vaughn, they went into that contract knowing he's probably not going to play out the full contract. Yeah. So, like, what? I think I think there's some ability to restructure a few people's contracts. I will tell you this: as much as I love Stephon Diggs, the boy's out to make money, and he's going to do what he's going to do. I'm a little worried about him and and how he's feeling right now about just uh, you know the situation. Like he expected to do great things, and and we should have, we should have, we absolutely should have. Yeah. Um, right now. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I am not as optimistic next year. And I told everybody in the Bills Mafia and I told everybody in our Bills spaces, this was the year we should have done it. Unfortunately, just some shitty things happened. Yeah, you guys went all in. Yeah, we went all in. And, and unfortunately, when that happens, and, and you know, it worked out for the Rams last year. But unfortunately, this year, you know, Vaughn, who they brought in, well, he was part of the reason they won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, this year he's part of the reason why we probably didn't get to the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah. you know, you saw what happened to them. They lost, uh, you know, they lost one of their absolute best off- offensive linemen. He decided to retire. Um, you lost Vaughn, and look what look look what they did this year. They lost five players, and look what their record was this year. Because they ain't got no, yeah. they ain't got no depth. Because they said screw the picks. 
100% because they didn't have any picks because they traded them all. And and that's the danger about when you go all in. But I've talked to Bills Bills fans and and been in spaces where they're like, "Well, if we just win one, fuck it." Like I've they've said so many times like, "Hey, we're willing to literally sell the fort just if we win one." Mm. But as a fan and as somebody that like don't we want a like a longevity like I mean that that's a realistic goal, but I could understand you're you're probably talking to those Bills fans that suffered through those like oh. the four was lost of Music City Miracle. Like they they went through hell. <laughs> and and so most of them that's why they're like, just give me one and then fuck it. I don't care. They could die happily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and and again, that's why I always get into these disagreements with him because I'm not a long time Bills fan, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a guy that grew up in that. Like I said, I'm from Wyoming. I grew up as a a Denver, Denver Broncos fan. In all fairness though, I also lived through all the Broncos losses. And, uh, but I also lived through the back to back 97, 98 Super Bowls. But, but that's, but that's the thing that I, I keep telling them. It's like, do you want just one Super Bowl and be done? And they're like, well, if it, as long as I get one and I die, I'll die happy. <laughs> I had a few when that was coming. <laughs> you know what's funny, Nate, is I could see uh, some potentially free agents from the Bills come over to try and play for uh, Brian Dable if they chose to. I guarantee it. I definitely see at least one of them, too. No doubt about it. Brian Dable. Yeah. So. I I got to meet him one time, but I also so Josh Allen's mom and dad they still come to the Wyoming games, and Josh Allen's dad came and sang the national anthem at one of our games this year, one of our home games this year, and and he had so much praise about Dayball and and the other person he has the most praise for, which a lot of people don't understand or or don't know. Sorry, not 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 don't understand, but don't know is um, Joey Burrow has also been doing his off-seasons with Carson Palmer. And Josh's, I, I, I truly believe Josh's progression was two things. One, Dayball, but also his his time on the off-season and, and with um, uh, Palmer. And Joey Burrow does the same thing. They've been attending this exact same quarterback uh, camps or whatever you want to call them out there in Southern SoCal and uh, Arizona. And but I will tell you this: I have not heard a single bad thing about Dayball from anybody, and I have never once heard so many people talk about how a coach was so at times aggressive but also the most um, uplifting coach and I will tell you this when Dayball went to the booth versus being on the field I felt like there was a difference in Josh's play Um, this is again why I say personally just a belief from watching and knowing the kid and knowing the 
Like I knew the kid, I knew Josh when he was a freaking teenager. Like I knew the I knew Josh when he was a freshman. Like I was his, I was one of his, um, we call it, we're, we're, we're called Cowboy Joe members. So we, as we sponsor the team, it's called the Cowboy Joe club and we sponsor the team. But I'll tell you right now, like I know Josh and I know his mentality and I know how he acts when it comes to putting everything on his shoulders, his growth and improvement. And somebody said this earlier tonight, um, or actually it was today earlier and Nimmer, I think you were in there. His name's Ben. He just like went off on all of us. He was just, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Josh's growth came from two things. Dayball was not afraid to get in his shit. Dayball was not afraid to, to flat out just sit on the bench next to him and just tell him the fuck are you doing? I'm telling you right now, Daniels can be the same thing. And I, and I think 100% day ball can do that for him, but all of their growth, you, the three top quarterbacks in the league all went to Palmer and his quarterback Academy class. So, there's a lot of being humble and working hard and doing everything you can to improve yourself. But uh, this is why I think that, and and again, I keep saying this and I don't even know why I'm not a Giants fan. I don't even know why I keep saying this. And I don't know. I don't even know why I fight Giants fans for this, but you guys have a guy that could be the same level as Josh Allen. And, and I'm not saying he's even the greatest, but, Daniel Jones has legs. Like, I mean, you remember that that damn run where he just kind of petered out? That was freaking seventy yard. Oh boy, do we remember? Cameraman on on runs sometimes. I just wish you guys would give him a chance. Not 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 you guys as this space, but uh, fan base in general. Like, give him one more year. There's no way in hell I'm paying him $40 million. There's definitely no way in hell I'm paying him $45 million. I was actually thinking 26 to 30. Ryan Tannehill money. Yeah, exactly. But, Agreed. But in the same sense, as Tannehill, he didn't have the talent around him. Well, except A.J. Brown when they fucked that up and traded him off. But DJ has not had the talent around him. You give him some talent, I I just, I truly believe that kid is going to be good. I call him a kid, and I think he's probably four years younger than me, but. Uh, no, I, I think the potential is definitely there. I think it showed. I mean, he, he has showed. It's just, man, it's just frustration of, like, every year it's been, it's been tough. It's just he has not had consistent coordinator offensive line play was terrible the solder signing was just god awful isn't, oh man isn't he isn't he like three deep between coordinators or coaches i think he's yeah third half coach fourth offensive coordinator yeah like it's been brutal. how does how does a how does an organization or fan base not understand like three different coordinators or coaches that's a that's a big deal. 
huge. <laughs> just, just god off. I just don't get it. Like I, and again, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not even a Giants guy. I give two shits less. Like I, I don't understand. But I, I look at the kid. I say kid. Fuck. I don't even know how old he is anymore. But I just look at this team and I'm like, give this guy a chance and. Because, again, if you replace them with somebody from a draft, that doesn't mean shit. You don't know if you're going to get anything. Like, if we let him walk and he, and he looks like a, looks like a stud and he, and he leads a team to the playoffs and we draft a quarterback and he ends up looking like a bust, then all, the whole fan base is going to go bananas. 100%. But then, but then that's also when they start calling for the GM and the coach's head. That's a big problem in today's NFL that I've been preaching is exactly what I was saying. Like I just need to stop seeing coaches getting recycled. This is this bullshit needs to stop. It's like everybody's just on a cup of coffee, and I just can't do it anymore. Like this NFL needs to clean this shit up. What's well, cap? It's just, caffeine high, right? Like it lasts. It's, ah, it's terrible. Like oh, you better win tomorrow. You're fired. It's just getting ridiculous. We're just hiring anyway now, and it it, it shows like Denver hires this bum. Like from week one, you just saw how bad of an incompetent coach he was. He should have been fired that night after that decision. The thing Hackett should have been fired. Also, every single one of his news. So this is one of the things I will say also about Sean McDermott. Again, I think he's a wonderful man. I think he's a great man. I think he's a a good leader of men. I know for a fact from locker room talk, like they love him. Like he's a good man, but, yeah. but when it comes down to the nut cutting, Nathaniel Hackett reminded me a lot of, of a person that unfortunately also reminds me of Sean McDermott. When it comes down to just being the bulldog in the, in the locker room, hell, I watched Sean uh, Payton's interview when they're like, oh, what do you think about uh, um, Russell Wilson's own training staff or his whatever they call it, Team Fire. Team 3. Yeah. Fire. Was that not the fucking awesome, most awesome thing ever? He's like, that's it. He did. He literally did the Vince McMahon. He's like, yeah, fire. fire. Yeah, he, he basically camera. <laughs> he basically said, "Well, I'm not. I, I've never heard of this. I'm not used to this. And uh, the only the only staff that's going to be in this building is 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 our staff. Period. That's the and that yeah. and that's the thing I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't for one second believe Sean McDermott has that. Not saying he's not a good man. Not saying he's not a good coach or a leader of men, but. I'm telling you right now, Sean Payton came in with some fire, and I'm actually sitting there going, this Broncos team might could be some fucking dogs. Hey, I'll tell you this, Nate. Tom Coughlin was on the hot seat years ago. Back when we started, when we won that first Super Bowl, he was on the hot seat. And you know what? The team stepped up. So sometimes it just takes just takes something. You got to light a fire under that. Hey ass, Nate, I don't please. Nate, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, after he was quote unquote resigned, and then he he revealed that he got fired. He and his like leaving press conference because he's one of the best coaches in franchise history. When he walked in, he refused to shake the 
the owner's hand. And I mean, I don't, I don't blame him because look at the dysfunction it's been since he's left. <laughs> True story. <laughs> NFL, NFL's wild. NFL's, uh, but again, this is why I say, and and this is why I love these kind of spaces. Is I follow all the teams, I follow all the coaches, I follow my favorite players or the people that I think are the most talented. Like I, like yes, I I'm I'm biased because I love Josh Allen, and I'm a Wyoming guy, so I I chose to to follow the Bills. Um, but I'm also a Logan Wilson fan. He's he's born and raised from my hometown, and he's on the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, it comes it comes down to, you know, just like I'm a I'm a players guy, I'm a coaching guy, you know. But but at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not the type that's not gonna criticize my own team. I'm not, and and not in that stupid fandom way where you're just like blah 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 blah. No, it's like I break down film, I look at film, I pay attention. I look at the cap space. I, I pay attention to all the stuff. Statistics be, statistics can be some of the biggest bullshit in the world. It's it's no different than news, right? You got left news, you got right news. You got to be careful with news as well. News is the same exact way. Everybody's going to push a narrative, and you got to be careful with it. So you got to do your due diligence, whether it's fans, um, you know, being a fan of a team whether it's a player, a certain player or, but, but I pay attention to all, all teams. I love joining these spaces that are not bill spaces. I love joining spaces where I can say, Oh, you guys may hate your, you, you guys may hate your team. Well, I think they're pretty good. I think, I think they're, I think they got something going. And I, and I've multiple times have said to giants people, Give it, give it another year. Trust the process. Let's see what they do in in free agency. Let's hell. Let's see what they do in the draft. I mean, again, you guys have a huge, huge cap space compared to your number four. You could do some amazing things. You could pick up some of the best. You could pick up some serious badasses in free agency, and that team next year could be. What San Francisco was. Nate, you want to know what else is crazy? The assistant GM of the New York football giants is Brandon Brown. Oh. From Philadelphia. Yeah. And he's the one that was really responsible for building that Philadelphia Eagles that's what I'm... squad within the trenches. And I actually knew that. And that's, and that's why I'm saying, like, that's why I just can't understand why – this this fan base is is shitting on on you guys. I'm like, right? You have so, it's like well, you have so much potential. You it's New York. The Mara family finally got tired of getting shadow on and being the joke of the NFL. They said we're gonna get it right. Well, and I and I did talk to somebody the other day that said, you know, it's it's just New York mentality. Like we expect things, and you know, we expect greatness in this that, and other. Which I obviously I get that, but. I just I don't like the hate talk. Like I just like we can all expect greatness for any of our fan bases. You know, I mean, we got we got multiple different bases in here for our fan bases and teams in here. You can expect greatness, but I I just don't, I I don't understand the shit talking. Like 
give your GM a chance. This it, it's just tough being in New York, man. Yeah, and, and and again, to reiterate to all of you, I'm some I'm some podunk fuck out in Wyoming, so obviously I don't understand it or get it, but. Um, or just just these players coming to New York and having to play and deal with the media. It's it's a whole different beast, man. <laughs> well, it really is. So I will tell you this: I have have known a few players that uh, that said like it is it is a whole different world out here. They're, the expectations are completely different, <clears throat> and the uh, the the media is so much different. And I can't imagine. Like obviously, I can't imagine. I mean, most most football I played D one at best, and so I can't imagine being on that level of of you know. Where, where did you play? Well, <clears throat> I had I had three knee surgeries. I I actually didn't play. I had a scholarship, but um, my first three knee surgeries were um, sixteen. Or nineteen twenty four was my last knee surgery. Um, I had a potential scholarship offer, and then um, I exited out of it. Then I tried to join the military. They denied me because of my knee surgery or my knee problems. But uh, but I've been a, a sponsor for uh, the Wyoming Cowboys, and and so a lot of these guys that are. In- I played uh, I played football at Howard University in DC. Oh, okay. Um it's one double A ball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah played uh, O line, guard, center, tackle. I was <laughs> when I was in seventh grade I weighed two eighty six, so I was uh I was the big boy. Yeah, I'm six three, about three hundred pounds. <laughs> Man, you know what's so annoying to me is like uh in the draft like like there, there will be fans that shit on Joe Shane. Like this past year, like, uh, like, uh, like if we drafted like a no name, like, like it pisses me off because like fans are like, oh, we didn't oh, get this guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because like, uh, everyone shits like, oh, we got a no name guy. This guy fucking sucks. Did anyone know who Gabe Davis was for the Bills when he got drafted? And look at how he's balling now. Okay, well, so I said the same thing, and okay. And I am not trying to be dead horse, but I said the same thing three or four months ago on a space where they're like, "Who the fuck's Isaiah Hodginson?" I'm like, "Um, he was he was a badass, and then he played and did really well for you guys this year." And that same space, they're like, "Who the fuck's this guy? Why are we dra- Why why did we pick him up in free agency?" And the next thing you know, he was, I don't even know, number one, number two. Because I don't know who your number one was because Galladay sucked. So, like, who was Isaiah Hodginson? Like, who, who, what would you consider him? Slayton, Slayton was the number one, I guess. <laughs> and, Everybody wanted him going like early in the year. And I was like, you guys are crazy. But, like, but they were so shitty. They were like, who's this guy? What, why did we bring him in? And, and, and Nimmer and I have said this multiple times on spaces. I'm like, well, because you don't have a fucking number one. So, and this is also why I still say, God damn, Daniel Jones didn't have shit to throw to. Yeah. And you know what, too, is right before the playoffs, we picked up 
and everybody's not anything about that. We picked up James Washington. That could be a little cash in like next year of the little. Don't sleep on the don't sleep on the the guys that uh, there. There's so many teams that have historically picked up somebody <clears throat> that uh, weren't number one, weren't number two, first round picks, different things like that. Like, did did anybody watch the XFL this weekend? No. So I watched the XFL this weekend, and it was the most most enlightening thing that I think I could do as a fan. Um, obviously, nobody on here is Broncos fans, but uh, Paxton Lynch, which was a first-round draft pick for the Broncos, he oh he got benched. No, but but he was he was the starting quarterback for whatever team it was. I can't remember the team. Cody Lattimore which was also one of the Broncos' uh, big top picks, was in this XFL game, wide receiver number one. And they absolutely killed him. He was with the Giants. <laughs> was he with the Giants too? Yeah. Cody Lattimore? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, so, so Paxton Lynch, which was a dud, and it was partially because John Elway drafted him, which John Elway sucks at drafting any quarterback. Um, he was, he was QB one and Cody Lattimore was, was, uh, wide receiver one and they killed it all game long. And, uh, there was four different teams that played this weekend and of the coaches, there was Rod Wood, uh, Rod Woodson. Everybody remember him? Yep. Yes. There was Wines Horde. Heinz Ward, yes. There was um, Wade Phillips. Yeah. Yep. There was uh, one other guy. I couldn't. I I actually didn't know who he was, but then when I looked him up, he actually had quite a career in the NFL. But it's it's uh it's amazing. There's a lot of guys. Um, hell, the team that I picked. Oh, do you guys remember AJ McCarron? Three national titles at Alabama. Alabama. Yes. He was he was QB one for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, running back number one was uh, running back from Wyoming, leading rusher, leading touchdown guy. I'm actually really excited about this league because I think it could be a stepping stone for not only coaches but also players. And I was looking at some of the statistics, and some of our leading RB ones, wide receivers quarterbacks some of their statistics are better than a lot of the starting QBs running backs wide receivers in the NFL right now yeah I seen a few players that did good the only thing that was uh one player I did notice that was there was uh Josh Gordon he uh had a touchdown like 87 yards I think it was yeah. but it's like I mean, he burnt his bridge in the NFL. I, I just don't know how well, he could ever make it back. Well, that's because in in this league, I search it up. They have no, uh, they have no um, drug protocol for uh, TCH or whatever it's called, weed or whatever. 
Um, the one, okay. the one player I was most blown away by and had an absolutely hell of a good game. And I guarantee you, you got if if you guys are all football guys, you'll remember him. You guys remember Vic Beasley? Yes, from the Falcons. Yes, number one pick, 2016 All Pro, sack leader, the whole nine yards. Yep. He is on one of these teams. I I had no idea that he exited the NFL. I had no idea either. <laughs> and he killed it. He was awesome. Well, there's definitely a little bit of a downgrade in the talent, obviously. So, I mean, some of them are going to do pretty well, but I mean, at least it gives them a shot to like get back to the Yeah, episode. potentially bounce back, right? Fell so not for long. Yeah, man. that's so that's why I actually enjoyed it. There was a lot of people on Twitter and they were just like, "Oh, this this shit sucks. It's terrible." And I'm like, "I'm actually really excited for the talent tree like like there and also Outside of Wade Phillips, he is the only one outside of every other coach in the XFL. He he was, in fact, obviously a head coach and knew Mashir's defensive coach. But all the other coaches have never been head coaches in the NFL, and I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Like, I think they could be – they could do some things. But uh, Heinz Ward, Rod Woodson, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Like, I think there could be some cool things that come from this. You know what's funny is like you look at the draft. You look at like the draft too. Like, like uh, remember when um, I think no, it was the year after the the uh, it was the Patrick Mahomes draft. It was the same draft as uh, Cooper Cup. No one really know who uh, who Cooper Cup was, and, and look at him now. He's a top five wide receiver in the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. And probably the best, probably the best wide receiver season of all time. This is this is why I've always said I'm a players guy. I and 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 again, this is why I'm a Josh Allen guy. Eleven eleven hundred letters to colleges. Nobody nobody gave him a chance. I, I love it. I love a good underdog story. And uh, yeah, Cooper Cup absolutely is one of those guys. I'm a huge college fan, and uh, yeah, I, Zay Jones could be another one of those. Now, I, for me, like I know a lot of Giants fans have been like talking about him, and I don't know if I want to go in a small receiver. Although he is, he does show me like a lot of skill, like a dog, like that. But man, I, there's this part of me that just wants to get back to being the old Giants and just. Going back to getting big boys, we gotta get back to big boy receivers. Just getting back to like big Giants football again. Was looking to Jordan Atkinson. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yep, but but you gotta you Jordan gotta Addison from USC. You mean? Yes. Yeah, he's uh, from uh, Frederick, Maryland, up by where I live. Actually, he went to the high school down the road. 
Do you know how many SMU players? Do you know how many SMU wide receivers have become some of the baddest ass players in the NFL? SMU. Hmm. I'll give you Rice. Rashid Rice. Well, no, he's he's this year's draft, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I'm talking, I'm talking Cole Beasley. I'm hmm. I'm talking. Uh, oh shit! He was also on the Bills. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. Those those little those little tiny schools and some of the little receivers have made some of the best receivers and probably first or second class hall hall of famers. Cole Beasley, a Hall of Famer? I don't know about that. Uh, he, he, probably, he might make it. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> Emmanuel Sanders. Was Emmanuel like Sanders in, in Denver before or after Buffalo? Before, right? Uh, before, yeah. So, yeah, before. Emmanuel was uh, Pittsburgh, Denver, and then Buffalo. Yeah. Pittsburgh. And they draft receivers. Like, Pittsburgh like, always finds receivers. Like, it's crazy. I don't know how they do that, that Rooney, that Rooney touch. Crazy. Well, I'll tell you right now, Pittsburgh has always been good for drafting small wide receivers. Uh, they just always hit on them. I don't, I don't know how they do it. They do somehow. They always hit, and it always works. Oh, uh, it's just been that way. He just this guy you know, over uh, the years is how many receivers they just max like it's crazy. You know, they just you know what's crazy is uh, uh Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott played high school ball together. Oh no shit! Mike Tomlin and and uh, McDermott, Sean McDermott played high school ball together, graduated together. Um. And if I'm not mistaken, they might have even played college ball together. But, but uh, yeah, they come from the same lineage. I guess Tomlin's son plays uh, football at BC. Boston College? Yeah. I guess he goes to a lot of their home games. Currently? Yep. All right. He played. He started. He was uh, his first year was last year. Right on. This past year. You know what's funny is I've been a lot of uh, Pittsburgh spaces too, and they're they're the same way. They there's been times they're calling for Tomlin's head, and I'm just like, you you're calling for the guy's head who hasn't hasn't had a losing season for his entire coaching career in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What are we? This is and this is why I don't understand. What are we talking about? Like I I don't understand when. Because again, you can replace that, and you're ne- you you don't ever know what you're going to get, right? But but he's done very well as a head coach. Like he's probably outside of how many Super Bowls he does he have two? But how many coaches have they had historically? Historically, I think it's five. Five, six. Yeah, I think it's five. five Look at that. <laughs> That's how you do it. But I will tell you this. That's also why I said that that when the Bills, if they want to win a Super Bowl, 
I don't know this is the coaching staff. If they want to still be contenders to make the playoff every year and be a winning coach, okay. Again, same with Tomlin. He's like, I think. Yeah, but Nate, think of, think of it this way. What if, what if this year on that first round you hit on a receiver that makes a difference? Suddenly you got. I don't think it changes. Like like a major threat, although I will say, yeah, you probably. I mean, like us, like it's still a little problem with the offensive line. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it changes. But I mean, I you mean, you you look at that Chiefs game where Gabe Davis had four fucking touchdowns. Yeah, and this year he dropped more balls than anybody on the damn team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you. If you were to strike on a receiver that just made an impact, I just feel like your offense could be completely different. Um, it's tough, man. But then again, I mean, that's that's the thing with the draft. It's hit or miss. You just got to you do your due diligence. You stick to your gun. And sometimes like, you hit on them special talents. Man. So I think I – I think I'm more excited this year to see what more excited for than I am as a Bills fan because I kind of have a, a idea what what for the for the most part I have an idea of what Brandon Bean's going to do. I'm more excited to see what Joe and Brian do as first year of them like having having the reins. Like I'm excited to see what they do being in charge and control. Yeah. Uh, I definitely am. Um, uh, the one thing I've set myself up for all year long, and I've kind of like tried to tell Giants like little Shane, is I just think he's going to be hard at it, man. I told her I felt like he's going to look at the value, and he's also looking at the future. He's not just looking at, all right, like, yeah, I have to have Daniel Jones. It's not like that. He's going to be like, listen, you're worth this. And if you don't think so, then go find out otherwise. And if you do, then fuck it. And you're gone. Because we didn't draft you anyway. I, I just think I, I want Giants fans to be prepared that there is the possibility. That, like, I think Shane might go in a different direction. There might be. Because, once again, this comes down to I think that uh, Mauro, as I said, like I just want him to learn, like what his father did. Like, wasn't give Shane and Dable some time. Like, this isn't this bullshit regime that you just, all right. Well, if it fails this year or next year, that's it. They're gone. Like, not, like here. Here's my take. Here, here's my take, and I and I truly believe this. I truly, truly feel like this is a good take. And again, I'm not I'm not a Giants fan, so I have no no stock in the game. But here's what I truly think: I think they're going to try and do everything they can to keep. And and I don't know Daniel Jones, and I don't know his personality well enough. I I said to even Nimmer, I'm like I think he's a pretty humble guy, so I don't think he's the one requesting all this heavy duty money. I truly think they're going to try and take and keep both. Saquon and Daniel. And I also think because of their cap space, 
I think they're going to strategically go out and potentially get one vet, and then I think they're going to do everything else in the draft. I also think they're going to try and trade up, although they've also they've already got a decent draft class or a, a draft picks, but I think that they might trade up um, to to fill a void. I think this year will be the telltale season, and I feel pretty good for you guys. Again, I don't give a shit about the Giants, but I pay attention, and I have friends that care, and so I, I pay attention, and I've looked into it. Uh, Nimmer and I talk about it all the time. I truly mm-hmm. think, I don't believe Daniel Jones is seeking or asking for $45 million. For one, he don't deserve it. For two, I don't think anybody in the entire league is going to pay him that. So I think he's going to get anywhere between the 28 to 35. I'm hoping not more because if they keep him at that, they can keep Saquon Barkley. Like that, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And so I hope that they do that because I feel like truly with their cap space and their draft capital, you keep those two guys, you're going to come back to an offense that you just, for their first year, for the first year, made it to the playoffs. So we're obviously going to grow. We're going to, we're going to get better. We're going to grow. We're going to have more chemistry. And then I think they have enough draft capital that they could, they could pick up some crucial pieces and I and I have and I've I keep telling everybody in the Giants spaces I've got pretty goddamn good feelings for this team. Uh, I can agree with a lot of that. I, I just think um, as far as I know for a fact that Daniel Jones shit was the his camp well the new camp tossing out a number and just so they can battle uh, the Giants to try to leverage. But uh, the reality is, uh, I, this is what I mean is I just, I think Dave and Shane definitely want him back and they're going to, I think he's coming back no matter what. Um, well, you got to always remember that agent, that's what they're going to do, right? Of course. Oh. And so that that's the thing. It was a leverage move to, to try to swing it, I believe, over what the franchise tag number is. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so, this is the funny thing, and and uh, so, my most recent ex girlfriend, um, her cousin is <laughs> funny enough. Her cousin's Derek Carr, David and Derek Carr, and uh, so you know we've had conversations with them and uh, in the past where they've they've traded and they've done different things with agents and this, that, and the other. I can promise you this. It's no different than Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer's wife, Rachel Bush, flat out, she was the advocate that, that pushed Jordan to changing his agent. And mm-hmm. I think Jordan would probably have stayed in Buffalo for a lesser amount, but he changed agents and this, that, and the other. The one thing you got to always remember is, when you hire an agent, a lot of times you don't even know what the agent's doing. They come to you and say, oh, by the way, this is the deal we made. 
And mm. I can I can tell you this right now from two friends that are in the NFL and um, from some of the people that I've dated related to yada, yada, yada. When, it, when an agent goes out to bat for you, like it's, it's very many, many times it's, you don't, you don't necessarily know what, what they're going to bat for. I mean, th- they'll communicate it with you, but you don't know exactly what they're requesting or asking for this, that, and the other. But I will tell you this, it's just, it's the same way when, when it comes to the draft, there are times that people will leak a story or they will leak something and say something. And, uh, I, I, from what I was told from a few people that know the Daniel Jones deal was if we say he's seeking this amount because he thinks he's worth it in hopes that the giants will offer him more, but I just don't think he's worth it. No. And that's what I'm saying. He, I just want him to be as long as he's realistic. About the conjure. Kevin, what do you think Daniel Jones is worth? Can somebody bring Kevin up? Yeah, Tatum, would you do that? Kev, Kev, can you hear us? Bro, bro. We're Tatum, bro, one of you guys. Well, you're co-host. You can bring him up. Tatum's sleep. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, Kev, if you request, I will accept it. Because Kev would probably know, like what what he he knows the market. Like what is what is Daniel Jones? Oh, there he goes, Kev. What do you think Daniel Jones is truly worth? My opinion. Uh, well, okay, first thirty-five. Million. First, okay. So I said the exact same thing. I said anywhere between at the low end. And at the high end, thirty-five. Now, how many years would you say? Three. Uh, three is at that absolute max. And then also, Kevin, yeah. I have a question for you. When when it comes to those contracts, which you understand contracts better than I do, how many is how how much of that is bonuses or guaranteed or? When it comes to quarterbacks, very little of it. They won't is accept it. Guaranteed? It won't all be guaranteed, but a chunk of it will. $50 million. Overall of the three years? Yes. Okay. Okay. Basically two guaranteed, 33 $34 million, all guaranteed for two years, 30 years of basically a team option, not written that way, but it basically is what it would look like. And also, you could get cut or extend or or play on that deal. And also, I have a question because uh, just a friend that's he's a he's a lowly media guy, but 
he's from Wyoming. He's working out in the New Jersey and New York area. He had mentioned something about that in these contracts, which I do know in the past that this exists, but <coughs> he, he had mentioned that a lot of these contracts also come with the bonus option, right? So if you get to certain places or certain, you get to the playoffs or this, that, and the other, how much, how much does that come into play when it comes to signing a contract, I guess? Like, is that, so, so say, you know, we've talked about Josh Allen's contract and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it's a however many million dollar contract. When they when they structure, I mean, you're you're talking about two million of it in total, like, like bonus, bonus wise. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about maybe two hundred fifty thousand to take a certain amount of snaps, five hundred thousand to make the playoffs, an extra five hundred to make to the NFC Championship, and maybe a million to win the Super Bowl. It's not. I mean, sure, there could be two to four million in bonus, maybe a million a year in bonus. So we call it three if it's a three year deal. But not, I mean, it's not much. Not when it comes to, like, a quarterback's deal. When you're talking about, like, Odell Beckham Jr., trying to get him on a one- or two-year deal, you know, those bonuses could be heavier. But definitely not on a quarterback that's going to make between, you know, 80 and $110 million. So it, it's it's built into it, but it's it's a very small. It's extra, and it's also, like, it's not – it can escalate the deal to be more than what we're talking about, more than $35 million, but it's never less. But my point is it's a small fraction of the overall. Yeah, I mean, especially on the quarterbacks, it's a fraction. Okay. Okay. Like, even Jimmy Garoppolo's, who isn't, you know, anything special, only had... 2.75 of bonus uh, escalator potential and incentives. I'm trying to remember who else it was this year that had something like that in there where if, if they got, got them to the playoffs, that it was, uh, that it was a, it, and, and for them, they were, I think they were rookies. So it was a, actually a decent bonus to get them to the, <clears throat> to the playoffs. But, but uh, yeah, I was just curious because some of these contracts that we're talking about, it just—I'm still trying to figure out. And, and you know, like I said, you know better than I. I'm still trying to figure out the whole, you know, the average, the the yearly average slash the the bonus slash the this. Like it's it's very complex. Yeah, like someone like Josh Allen doesn't have a single incentive bonus in his deal. He has roster bonuses, which are essentially just ways that the Bills can restructure his cap hit. That's the reason those are built in. In his contract, he has to accept the contract restructure. And a contract restructure just means you get paid up front, and then the rest of that money gets spread out over the course of his deal. So if he's owed owed a $25 million roster bonus uh, in a couple of weeks, and that's for the 2025 season, actually. Um so what the Bills will do is this year they'll take that $25 million that he's owed and they'll spread it over the course of his six years remaining. So it's really only a $4 million bonus each of those years that's paid up front, and it reduces his overall cap hit. So teams will play those kind of games, but they're not going to play – quarterbacks aren't going to accept incentive-laden deals except for like Tyler or Taylor Heineke and like 
Uh, it, it's in in the Daniel Jones case, it wouldn't really matter. Like you're talking about something negligible to an extra kicker to get him to sign, but it wouldn't be. It's players aren't dumb. They know they're not going to achieve a lot of those. Even like Josh Allen wouldn't like you know maybe Patrick Mahomes. So that's why they don't even. So with a good player, they don't even build them in because they know they're going to hit them. And a medium tier or decent tier players won't accept them because they know they won't hit them. So low tier guys will like the like the Heineke's of the world, maybe the Garoppolo's. <laughs> but as you get into the twenty five plus mil range, maybe the tier two guys, tier three guys, uh, there's there's no accepting those. Hurt guys might, um, but definitely not a guy that's. I don't know what Daniel Jones's market's going to look like come a couple weeks from now, but um, uh, certainly not a guy that's worth more than $25 million. It's not going to want any incentives, but he's just going to want the money. I have one more question for you, and I'll show you. What's that? It was like bottom tier like they're negative almost 19 million dollars and different things like that what are the who who are the the two or three players that you would say that they restructure in order to make anything happen obviously outside of josh sorry which team the bills bills yeah they're like negative Uh, von miller's roster bonus that's due here in two weeks so is his bonus – was his bonus having something to do with, like, playoffs or Super Bowl or – No, just being on the roster uh, in two weeks. So if he's on the roster in two weeks, part of his salary is a bonus. So the Bills will extend that out and, and pay it out to the course of his deal. Matt Milano has a restructurable contract that they'll, that they'll attack. Um, they can do something with Naeem Hines, whatever. They can cut him or they can take – Make him take a pay cut if he won't. Get, if he won't. If he won't cut him. Yeah, I, I know we talked about Himes because I'm still a little torn about that whole thing. But I'm still I like for for all the nights I've listened to you and and we've talked about it and I sit back and I then I Google search like negative nineteen million like that's a like we're we were in a giant space tonight. Well, that's what we're in right now. And they're like number four as far as cap salary and what they have. And when we're like damn near at the very bottom. So there's a lot of shit that's got to happen to to make things work, it seems like. Yeah, they'll get it done in a week or two. It's, uh, they know, they, they have it all planned out. It'll all come like pretty much at once. I, I told everybody in the space tonight, I said, I'm completely clueless to what will happen because I think there's so many possibilities. And and even with you guys in, on the inside, like there's so many things that could happen. There's so many different variables. Yeah, they can extend out or restructure Daquan Jones. They can do something with that Oliver. Not just that, but I'm talking running backs. I'm talking Edmonds. I'm, yeah, obviously, we, we all basically come to accept the fact Poyer's gone, but like Edmonds and Oliver and, you know, Naeem Himes and, and Singletary, like, the, like I feel like this year is 
could potentially be one of the craziest years ever. In terms of like what crazy just with roster turnover or what specifically? Yeah, turnover, who who comes, who goes, like what we do. Um it just it just seems like last year we we were all in or this past season we were all in and and this year like it's like oh my god I don't I, who knows what's going to happen like I I'm anxiously waiting to see what the heck happens I'll have to see for sure Kevin is so professional and so coy and I love it about him I meant that in a good way, Kevin. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> also, I want you to know that this has been the best giant space I've ever been in. Um, all the rest of them generally suck. And so you go, Nimmer. Well, yeah, we, uh, obviously I see Nimmer. Nimmer but... I see Roger. I was in one earlier today, and between the f bombs and the n words, and oh my god, it was so awful. And I was just sitting here doing paperwork. I was typing up estimates and doing invoicing, and it was the absolute worst space I've ever been in. And I finally <laughs> met Nimmer, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, I can't be a part of this anymore. Like this is this is like at eleven or twelve o'clock my time, and I'm like, people are. MFing everybody and it was awful. It was so awful. And they all hate Daniel Jones. Now I have to ask you, Nate, who was the host? It had to be Charlie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was the thing. It was Scoob. Oh wow. And and the only reason I even came in was because Nimmer and I were on one and he goes, Hey, I'm gonna go join Scooby's. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. And I joined, and I think she was working. So she, I think she just hosts them while she's working. So it's just open oh. while she's working. But, I mean, I finally, I messaged Nimmer, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, this guy's mother-effing everybody in here. If you're not a Giants fan, he's basically telling you to go bent and get fucked off. And, like, it was awful. It was so terrible. <laughs> Yeah, a good one is, uh, I mean, Scoob is probably working, so it's better when, like, if you find Mello hosting uh, with Mello, he's usually like, the better one to... I love Mello's spaces. Yeah, that, he... that's, that's the good one. Like. And also, he's very good at just moderating. Like, like hey, we're going to let everybody speak, put your hand up or he'll mute people like he, he's he's great at moderating yeah that that's usually the way to go he um he also go nimmer just messaged me and says nate can you let tatum know going to sleep <laughs> if tatum's awake <laughs> can let him know <laughs> i'm not sure what that means but yeah uh but anyways, Kevin's Kevin's the smartest son of a gun I know when it comes to the Bills, and obviously he's on the inside. But oh, absolutely. But he's also just level-headed, and you know, like some of these spaces I get into, I just I was honestly 
I was honestly offended today just by the 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 rhetoric and the 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 foul language and everything and it was it was just it's like I told you guys before uh Roger and and I don't know if Tatum's asleep or whatnot but legitimately it was just like why are we why are we mother effing everybody like we're all here just talking football it's not a big deal like we're talking just simple stuff like I, I don't understand and and Scooby she actually messaged me and she's like, Hey, I'm real sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to pull him aside later and talk to him and, and tell him he needs to calm down. And I'm like, well, shit. I mean, there's no reason to start screaming at all of us that are different fan bases. Like we're all just having a good conversation, but um, I do appreciate tonight. Tonight's was good. This was, this was awesome. Um, in fact, uh, I don't know how long it's been. I think we're, going on three hours but everything was good people were great we all talked about each is uh each other's fan bases and it's been fun like like i appreciate you guys likewise Nate. is the host asleep <laughs> i'm telling you really might <laughs> but uh I guess uh, we'll just go and uh, uh, until everybody else is tired and eventually maybe Tatum will be the only one until about six or seven in the morning running this thing. <laughs> the only problem is if Twitter freaks out like it generally does and people all get muted and this and the other, we're going to be screwed because there's no co-host. Oh, you're up. Tatum. Oh, yes, sir. Tatum. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just listening to you guys. See, yeah, you continue to speak so much facts. Like, it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. But, like... You know, that's what we do, Tatum. This is beautiful, man. Kev, would you? Uh, I didn't see the final score of the Sabers. I I probably don't want to, but uh, I think it was like five zero. Oh, cry face! So, the Giants five five three. Oh, five three. Well, well, I mean, I guess they got some points. You, uh, you Giants fans, do you guys do hockey at all? Uh, well, as I told you, I'm I'm a Bruins fan, so. Oh, Boston. Yes, sir. Yeah, Boston. to hockey a little bit. But if I had to choose one team for hockey, I think I might do Bruins. Well, of course. They got probably the best record in the league right now. So, of course you would. <laughs> Kidding. They've been they've been talking lately about a trade from a for a defenseman for from Columbus, and I'm just like, I don't know how much I, I just kind of like I don't know how much I want to even change this roster. Like, 
I mean, unless you're getting something that makes it, that really improves it, like, in any way, I just, I just don't know how you touch it. Keep it away is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, they're on a record set of, they just broke the record from, was it Philadelphia Flyers, 1979-1980, for the fastest to get to, I think it was 90 points. On President's Day, ah, that was just, I mean, it's insane. Really, the only reason I don't like Boston is because of uh, Boston Connor on the Pat McAfee show, because he's a loudmouth dick. <laughs> See, I actually like Pat McAfee. <laughs> no, I love Pat McAfee. It's bo- it's it's his dude Boston Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I actually Pat McAfee blocked me somehow. I have no idea why, but I got blocked on Twitter, but every single other guy on the on the show from Boston to Tone Diggs to Nick to every other single entire person on the on the show we still follow and talk back and forth. And for whatever reason, I got blocked by the official Pat McAfee show. You have no affiliation with Brett Favre, right? Hell no, I ain't got no. <laughs> that's that's one of the funniest parts about that. When when Nick was wearing his, his uh, what do they call it, copper tone gloves and was – he dressed up for him for, for Halloween and all that. Like, no, it's funny and shit. I have no affiliation. shit. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but I'm the only, I, out of every single person, I'm talking Fox, Evan Fox, Evan Foxy, uh, Nick, Sari, uh, shit, every, every single one of them, Boston Connor, Ty, all of them, Tone Diggs, Darius, but Darius Butler, a AQ Shipley, like we all talk, like we're all we're all following each other, we're all friends, we talk, and for whatever reason, the the official Pat McAfee show blocked me. I'm like, I've literally never said anything. Like I'm a huge supporter, I share their shit. I have no idea what's going on. Could have been uh, somebody hacking the account. Who knows? I have no clue because I've done nothing but support them. I share their stuff. I post their stuff all the time. I'm hell. Kevin knows. I bring it up all the time, like different segments and stuff like that. Like I have no clue why in the hell I would ever have gotten blocked from them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it sucks because. I can't see anything anymore. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Well, it's just wild. Like I just don't understand it. Like I, it just doesn't make any sense because I I love the show. Like I'm a huge huge fan, huge supporter. So it's like, fuck. Why am I getting blocked? Like now I can't even watch it. Nah, this is nuts. All right, gentlemen, I think it's that time. 
where I can just like mm, wrap it up. I mean, we could definitely talk about this and like other topics. Like tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, like I'm free in the morning. I'm free in the afternoon. I can definitely make another space about this if you guys want me to. I love to have you guys back on here. I got the day off, so yeah, I can absolutely. Sounds talk good, Tatum. I'm telling you, tonight was the, probably one of the best spaces I was ever a part of. Yeah. Oh my cool. goodness. Well, I'm glad well, that you were in my space, man. For real, I'd love to have you back on here. It's always a pleasure to talk football with everybody. Always, of course. Yeah, Tatum, you did good, good work, man. Roger always all chatting with you, man. Absolutely. Get you up to a game this year, brother. Of course. Right. Told you, bringing, I'm bringing those lobsters. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm telling you, we're we're, we're we're bringing the fire, man. Um, let me tell oh, yeah. you. Yeah, got to start one of those schedule spaces in April, late April. That'd be great. Planning out some stuff for sure. Oh, most definitely, without a doubt. Well, thanks for hosting, Tatum. If, if free agency and uh, and the draft works out the right way, I mean, and the roster for the Giants looks right, I mean, there's a good possibility yep. this could be a Sunday nighter. Yep. Oh, of course. Yep. I'll, I'll have a blast. All right, guys. Well, Chad Tatum, let me know when you had an Allen. Sorry. Talk to you later, too. Of course. Roger. See you soon, man. All right. Take care, All right. everyone. Yeah. Have a good one. Good night. Have a good night.